Morning, everybody. Thanks to Gina Yashere. It's Steve Allen's Sunday Breakfast, LBC 97.3. Did my eyes deceive me last night, or did I see something on television that shouldn't have been on television, apart from most of it? I did watch Eurovision, as you know, if you listen to Christo's programme. I thought the Norwegian bloke, I mean, streaks ahead of everybody else, but the song was rubbish. He couldn't sing for toffee. I could keep more in tune. The thing I couldn't do was play the violin. And as for Moldova, God help us. You better brace yourself. There'll be a lot of Moldovans coming over here very shortly. I hope they're a bit more talented than the one we saw in Eurovision last night. But it's uh, more gossip after the news. Morning, team. Nice to have a company. To have your company. Yes, we've done that one before, haven't we? Anyway, well, do you know, there's a few things on the television which perturbed me. Firstly, I was amazed that I managed to stay awake throughout the entire Eurovision Song Contest. I had to, because after I chatted to Krista about the first bit, and then they said, we'll call you back later. And I'm thinking, well, how much later? Because I'm generally in bed by sort of nine o'clock, even on a Saturday, unless I'm out for dinner. And and they phoned me, I think it was about half past eleven. And I was just on my last legs, but I was able to stumble out. It was so exciting. I thought we did quite well to come fifth. Better than nothing, even though I didn't think she sang the song very well and I thought the song was deeply repetitive. Uh, written, of course, by Diane Warren. People kept saying Andrew Lloyd Webber. He was there. Cameron mercifully didn't touch too much on him. You don't need that kind of thing. And what the heck the German entry was doing with Dieter von Tees, I've got no idea. This, this woman who appears to feature in the British press on a fairly regular basis uh, for being a burlesque dancer. Just a posh name for a stripper. That's all it is. It's, sort of, it's the tease bit. But did you see how, how tiny her waist was? I mean, it was absolutely... I mean, it could... I mean, it was just... I've never seen anything like it. I can only assume it was one of those corsets that's got the bit in the middle that makes it look as though it's a lot thinner. So, anyway, so one, once we got over Eurovision, and the marking went on forever and a day, but they were all very good, apart from one particular judge who thought he was going to be a bit clever and inject some personality, which, of course, was, uh, was definitely the wrong thing to do. And so he, he sort of... He stopped talking, and the girl in Russia then said, ''Excuse me, we need the results.'' And for about a second, he didn't do anything. Then obviously somebody said, either do this or you're fired, OK? Get on with it. We haven't got time. It's costing a fortune to keep the blooming satellite link going. But in, in the end, it was the, uh, the semi-cute violinist from Norway. Everybody voted for him. The song itself, I thought, was pants. It's quite clever to see somebody playing violin and singing hopelessly off-key, which is exactly what he did. Uh, and then it turns out in the paper today that one of the judges went out, took him out for, um, for dinner before the competition, took him out for a bit of caviar. There's a way, you know, come on, come on, come come out for a caviar. It's all you're going to get in Russia. But I thought the uh, Russian staging was brilliant. It was very impressive. Uh, They say 30 million. I I said to Christo, I thought it was more like 300 million. It certainly looked like it. They had every plasma screen known to man up there, which were beautifully done. No hiccups. You can imagine. Any hiccups? We shoot you. Okay, let's just get on with it. And it it worked like clockwork. Nobody was out to leave, and it didn't finish till two in the morning their time. Even I was exhausted at the end. But I thought it was very good. The standard was quite high. And, uh, and I suppose in, in the light of it, although I lost loads of money, I lost £40. I did £20 each way on Britain, hoping it might have come in, in the top four and we dropped down to five. How cross was I? And 20, uh, £10 each way on Sweden. I should have done it on Iceland and I should have done it on uh, Norway. I should, I've thought about it, but with hindsight, it doesn't make any difference, does it? So that was good. And so that, but in, in the meantime, I've been flipping back with some forwards and I've got a bit confused about television. Quite clearly, television are lying to you. Quite clearly, it makes no difference what the programme's called. In other words, if they say, so you want to buy a house, they can quite easily look at boats and buying a beachside apartment in, uh, in, in anywhere. Because, it, because I watched last night Mr and Mrs. And who hoves into view? Eamon Holmes. He's not married. So they bring on 
the bird who he's engaged to, and there's somebody else on there as well. I thought, am I missing the point? It's called Mr and Mrs. Be nice to each other. They're not married. Why don't we just have, here's so-and-so with whoever they're shacked up with at the time. I mean, it was a, it was a bit embarrassing the week before, wasn't it, when we had Ulrika Johnson on. You know, Ulrika, k- 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 and here's one of her many men. And then last night we had another actress, I've never even heard of her, with her partner. Another one, not married. Doesn't matter whether they're going to get married, it's called Mr and Mrs. And they quite clearly are not. I thought the one thing Eamon Ohm needs to do is go, no, I won't do that show. Why don't you just stay at home some night? Do us all a favour, for God's sake. And then it got worse. Because on Britain's Got Talent, and I, I had to check it to make sure I'd seen the right person, they put on, and I wasn't sure if, they, if they've done it as a joke... Or they've done it as a laugh. Do you remember the bloke who ran onto the tracks at the Grand Prix? This so-called reverend, but he's not. He goes under different name. I'll find his name, actually, for you. I think it's... It's... um, Wait a minute. His name is Neil Horan. Neil Horan is the idiot who ran across the track in 2003 at the Grand Prix. He was the one... He's actually on, on Wikipedia. Uh, He has a history of being a troublemaker. He has... I mean, I looked at it and I thought... Can't be him, surely not. I do remember there was a court case. I cannot remember the outcome. He's also known as Cornelius Horan, and he's an Irish priest. He's quite clearly not all there in the upstairs department. And I remember this from from years ago, but I can't remember what the outcome of the court case was. Either way, this man has disrupted more events than I can think of. I mean, when he ran onto the track at the... Uh, British Grand Prix, the, the cars were swerving to avoid him, and he was just being stupid. And yet last night... They put him on Britain's Got Talent. Now, I could only assume it was either a horrible joke or somebody is a bit thick in their setting up department and doesn't realise what, uh, what a strange man this is. He isn't normal. He quite clearly isn't normal. He has a history of being a troublemaker. And they put him on television and there's Amanda Holden. Ooh, 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 clapping, 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 doing the whole seal bit. Quite clearly, as dim as a plank, didn't have the faintest idea who he was. So I'm advising uh, the next time Amanda appears on stage... I must be further in the future, I imagine. Perhaps we'll invite Neil Horan along so he can stand up and disrupt the performance, because that's what he's famous for doing. I couldn't, I couldn't believe that they actually put him on there. I found it absolutely unbelievable. Uh, enjoying the in-conversation, says Noreen. Good morning. Raw apple pie Shea Allen tonight. If you followed that diet, it would save you hovering over the Brussels for three hours. Now, listen, I will not have a word said against my Brussels sprouts. The fact that I like steaming things for three hours is neither here nor there. But I've discovered something else, actually, now. And I, I mentioned it the other day. It's the Steve Allen instant boost your recipe up because I watched Come Dine With Me. I seem to spent most of yesterday glued in front of the television. And yet, strangely enough, we had rugby on and I was out celebrating with the fans and out drinking. Yeah, all right, mate. You know, and drinking and being sort of one of the lads and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, she looks great, doesn't she? Love that. Yeah, boy. And, uh, you know, small chinzano for me, thank you. And so then I get back home and I'm watching watching Come Dine With Me. What a horrible bunch of people. I couldn't believe that one of them was an estate agent who, I mean, he did win, it is true, but I I just thought he was so arrogant and so awful. And, And the other people on there, there was an opera singer, sort of, who had a lovely flat but was a bit balmy. There was another woman who did some peculiar food. There was a guy who was gay and lived in Totteridge. And now the 70-year-old woman never sussed that one. I've got no idea. But all in all, I was thinking, it's not a patch on the food that I can throw together in Shea Allen. I can throw together some food. I mean, all done in what... In fact, mine is what you call minimalist cooking. Everything in a wok. We don't need to boil anything up at all because we just lay the vegetables over the meat and you put a bit of tin foil over the top, which reminds me I've got to go and get some more today. And it cooks by itself. And I discovered the other day the great one. I got some sirloin steak... 
cut it up into little bits, because I don't use knives in the kitchen. I've got knives, but I've discovered the easiest way to cut meat or fish, not that I cut fish, but to cut meat, is scissors. So I buy kitchen scissors, and it's so much... You can do shapes, you can do any sort of thing. Serrated edges, it's quite nice. And you put this in, in the bottom of the wok, you don't do anything with it, you don't need to turn it over, quick flash fry, nothing. And on the top of that, you buy a ready-made shepherd's pie, put that over the top of that... So the potatoes on the top, and then lay some green beans over it. Or if you really want to push the boat out, a few Brussels sprouts. And you do perhaps a bit of broccoli. And then you take that out after about, about two hours. And generally speaking, it's beautifully... The steak is cooked through, the juices have, have all marinated. And I thought, that's what people want. When you go around for dinner at somebody's house, you don't want anything posh, do you? I don't ever want to go around to somebody's house and they go, we've done this beautiful little tower thing here. Which is great if you go into a restaurant, but not if somebody's coming around your house. I don't like that at all. Uh, Jan says, morning. One week and counting. Flags are out. Got no idea what for. What is this for, Jan? It's not the Hornchurch thing again, is it? I'm constantly being reminded about Hornchurch. Fans lining the streets. She says, could you please wish Jane Milligan a very happy birthday today? Many happies, Jane. Uh, and a good run in hot Mikado. Please tell JK I miss him and my morning welcome. Jan, Jan, Jan. So Jane Milligan celebrates her birthday today. Many happy returns of the day. Actually, doing the papers today is Susan Spence. So she'll be popping in a little bit later. I was going to say dowser with coffee, but I don't think dowser with coffee is the right right thing at all. Uh, Eamon Holmes was on Mr and Mrs before I switched over, says Johnny. I noticed he looked embarrassed when reminded by Philip Schofield to have lost an alleged one stone in weight. I didn't see any difference. Johnny's off to the gym and looking very svelte at the moment. So there you go. It is odd, isn't it? How can you tell about Mr and Mrs when you're not married? It seems a bit of a pointless exercise, and actually that desperate for the money. Talking of desperate for the money, Jordan, leave me alone. I don't want to say anything to anybody, but uh, here's my story for 150000 That's what it's being touted for in the papers today. Uh, the real reasons behind the split... All this rubbish about, I'm pleading for privacy. You've never had privacy in life. You've sold every aspect. You've so- What amazes me out of this whole thing, and I don't want to get sort of too, too bitter about it, but if she's gone off uh, with a photographer on this so-called split from Pete, which, of course, nobody's now believing, unless it really happens, uh, she's on holiday, and she's taken two of the children. At home is Harvey with a carer, because he's autistic, so consequently leave him. So Pete pardon my French, buggers off to Larnaca and leaves the boy that he supposedly devoted... Why Why did he have to go to Larnaca? If she's not in the house, why didn't he just stay there and look after the boy that he said he's going to look after? I don't understand why. She, I mean, how long is she going to stay away for? How long is this rubbish going to go on for? You'll find out uh, in a moment, as most of the papers are full of it, uh, allegations of her loving somebody else. Frankly, as all the papers say, she's vile, revolting, nasty piece of work, and she will stick the knife in between his shoulder blades if she gets the opportunity. The reason we know this is because, A, it's well documented. B, a girl who used to work as, um, as a, a stable girl, Uh, is in the paper today. This is the girl who Jordan accused of being a benefits cheat and other things. It was turned over in court. Uh, No such allegations exist. And she said what she does is she'll do stuff. She said the only time you'll ever see her riding a horse is when it's for publicity purposes. She said, and what she'll do is she'll try and make people look silly before they make her look silly. Unfortunately, Jordan at the moment is making herself look immensely stupid. Quarter past eight. Uh, 17 minutes past eight o'clock at Steve Allen's Sunday morning breakfast. Uh, today's Sunday Mirror headlines is Ian. Katie com- confesses, I love another man, then another, and another, and another. The trouble is with Jordan, she doesn't. Even though she's got this filthy reputation, she hasn't actually been out with that many for a girl in her profession. 
She really hasn't. I mean, you've only got. I mean, some other girls who do this, a similar sort of thing would, of course, have a whole list of people. She actually doesn't have that many. Although I was quite changing the subject, I was quite listening to uh, Nick Ferrari's. I was coming in, and he was talking to a girl whose mother was a lesbian, and and Nick said, "But of course, you know." I think he said, I'll have to get this right, I think he said, but I'm, I'm sure it's been proven that uh, if, if two gay people bring up a child, then that child will veer towards homosexuality. I've never heard so much drivel in all my life. How ridiculous. So in other words, by, by the same token, a gay child living with two straight people is going to veer towards heterosexuality. It was just, the, it was just rubbish, I'm afraid. I, f- I was shouting into the radio, and where do you think gay children come from? They come from straight parents. That's where they come from. Anyway... Uh, 84850, steve at uk. Uh, very quick, let me just whiz through, because we get so bogged down this morning. Um, with, uh, oh, that's quite a funny one. Producers having a little laugh at that one there. We shan't, we shan't be reading it, though. But it's very funny. <laughs> that's all I'll do. That'll keep you busy for a while. Uh, steve, I thought your mate Nathan was doing the marks for Cyprus. Uh, yes, he was, but only on the radio. He said it was on the radio. He didn't say it was on the television. That's why he was, it was going to be the other way around. Because I was expecting him, you know, to hear it. Fantastic. Gary and Ilford, you sweet little boy, aren't you? Still single, I should imagine. 84850, uk. You're a bit of a worry, aren't you, Popsy? Uh, Peter in Rotherhide says, let's hope Jordan stays away forever. Rude, demeaning and insulting to Pete. Quite how that leads to a successful marriage is beyond me. Yeah, I'd, well, that's why I think it's it's split up. Although I'm still not believing it. I think the whole thing is a giant publicity stunt. Giant publicity stunt. Uh, I googled Fat Boy Fat last night and what Tom Baker had to say about him on Wikipedia left me with uh, sore ribs from laughing. Thank you very much indeed. Yes, <laughs> I like those things. Actually, strangely enough, who isn't in the papers today very much? Anthea Turner. Uh, although one particular columnist says it's it's great now the council have ordered to tear down the uh, tennis courts and the floodlights and the house, of which they had no planning permission at all. Perhaps they thought they could ride roughshod. The funny thing was, Anthea, in her you know, little way, wrote off to the MP saying, I hope you can sort this out for me and take another thing off my worry list. My worry list. <laughs> no, dear, it's going. Terribly sorry. It's fantastic. Uh, Dolores Hope's birthday on the 27th of May, says Norman. She's 100. 100, Dolores Hope. So he says, I know it's a bit early, but I'm on holiday next week. <laughs> So Dolores Hope, is she, I can't believe she's 100. Good God, how long ago did Bob Hope die? That's Bob Hope's widow, incidentally, for those people who don't know. So 100. And strangely enough, I've got a poster, which I had done the other day. I've, I collected them all the other day. And one of them is Bob Hope at the London Palladium. My other favourite one, which came from the British Musical uh, Society's collection of excess posters, is the Liberace one from the Chiswick Empire. And uh, I was looking at the bill and I was talking to Jack Seaton about it, saying, if there's all these people on the bill and the, the show length is about an hour and three quarters, because they've got to get all the people out until the, the, then they've got about ten minutes to get all the next audience in, how long would the star turn do? And he said they would probably do about 35 minutes. And that would be it. So you've, you've got the bill filled up with dancers and a couple of specialty acts, uh, and then they go after the interval and have small dancers, then another specialty act, and then, ladies and gentlemen, Liberace or Bob Hope, whoever it was, they would then do their routine... Uh, for 35 minutes, then the curtains would close, everybody would go home, and the next crowd would come in for the next show. And so it would go on. I had no idea that they did, they did so little time. I was absolutely amazed. Uh, Steve, I'm taking part in my very first superprint triathlon today at the Eaton Rowing Lake. God, in this weather, a 400-metre swim, 20-kilometre bike, followed by a 5-kilometre run. Little bit nervous, says Lizzie. 
Please wish all those taking part the very best. I think you're going to need it, actually. I don't know what the weather forecast is for today. It's a little bit over, over, uh, overcast at the moment. Uh, 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. If people like you stop whining on about Jordan, they might go away. We don't give a toss, says Michael. Why do you? Because it's front page of the papers, I'm afraid, Michael. Shouldn't have to explain it to you. You can't be that stupid, surely. Front page of the papers, it's called news. Uh, is that man, the same one who ran into the marathon runners in Greece, wasn't he a priest, says Carol? Yeah. And Eamon Holmes? Don't like him. Rather watch him, though, than that Schofield bloke. Oh, no, Schofield is much better presenter. Much better. Uh, Brian says, why do people order double cheeseburger, large fries and a Diet Coke? I don't know. I've got no idea. <laughs> they do, though, don't they? You see the big fat ones sitting in all the places. Uh, Diet Coke for me. They're sitting there with large chips and everything else. Uh, we think that horror disrupted the marathon in Greece... Lily said, love listening to Gina. It's fantastic. My new bestest friend, actually. And Jolly says, um, I went out with a girl who had plastic boobs like Jordan. She was equally vile. I got shot very quickly. Very quickly indeed. Uh, Ray says, there's always the X-rated version, Mr and Mr and Mrs. It's an old gag. I haven't heard that one for quite a while. Uh, Steve, go and see Ordinary Dreams at the Trafalgar Studios. Went yesterday. Ten out of ten. Very funny. Spent the rest of the day in the lovely Whole Food shop in Kensington. That's good, that one, isn't it? I like. Spent far too much money, says Sabrina. Off to watch the mini Brighton run in my Nissan. <laughs> Steve, it's beyond me. How on earth did the Norwegian song ever win the Eurovision Song Contest? Highest vote ever. Highest number of votes counted. 350 something else. At Eurovision, Steve is about cheesy pop songs. So what do we do? Roll out old man Lloyd Webber. Not very poppy. Uh, also obvious that male singers are more popular with the teenage, zitty-voting audience. Jade was awful. Must be tone-deaf. Well, I thought she was singing flat as well. I th- absolutely thought she was singing flat. And all I remember, it just seemed to be the same line repeated over and over and over again. I couldn't actually work out, you know, which, it was, mm, I don't know. Ray and Barkingside said the finished song started out being catchy. But now I've heard and seen him do it so many times, I want to strangle him. It's what Christo said last night about the Norwegian entry. He said, I just want to kill him. He said it was just so dreadful. So dreadful. Uh, Nobody cares about Eurovision. It's naff and boring. Unfortunately, it gets the biggest television audience of all. Millions upon millions upon millions. Just absolutely phenomenal audience. Uh, Although, to be honest with you, why are we doing it anymore? Do we really need to do it? We do contribute a lot of money, but do... But do we need to be involved in it? I mean, isn't it just an embarrassment for everybody concerned? I think so. Paul in West Wickham. I think that Irish priest also disrupted a major road-running race, causing the leader to lose the race, which left him in tears. Uh, Steve, I always thought Peter Andre was a nice guy. How he could bring himself to have anything to do with Jordan is beyond me. Well, the truth of the matter is that her career was on the down before she had to go into I'm a Celebrity. His had disappeared completely. In fact, they had to drag him out of retirement. He was uh, helping out at his brother's gym in Larnaca, and they put him on the programme, and they met mainly because there was nobody else on there, to, you know, to, to be brutally frank with you. And they kind of got together. She, she didn't have anybody. The reason she can't keep people is because she's too vile to them. She's too revolting. We've seen the way she treats him. Uh, unfortunately, it's, it's sort of... It's a little bit of backpedalling now from Jordan. The real reason behind the split, I don't know if they've made up or if they've actually got the story. The marriage, they say, died in 2007. Uh, He's jealous of her ex-loves, Dane and Dwight. Uh, I can't imagine why. She thinks he's having a secret affair in Cyprus. I want to know why they've left Harvey at home. If, seeing as if one of them disappeared, why didn't the other one stay at home? Why did Pete need to go and uh, go to a barbecue? And he's bought the English papers every day. Just see how much coverage they're getting, I'm assuming. It's absolutely disgraceful. 
that Harvey is at home with a carer. She should have been... She should have stayed at home. She should have said to him, listen, I'll tell you what, let's try and work it out. Why don't you disappear off? Go away for a month. Do something. You know, and I'll stay here and look after the kids. Because how any mother can just abandon a kid with a carer is like that. Uh, he wants a career in America. Don't be silly, Peter. You don't have a career anywhere. The only reason you have a career now is because you married Jordan and your earnings increase. There's nothing apart from that. Uh, a sleazy night of wild boozing. That's the bad thing about poor old Jordan. She, um... She can't lay off the booze, and she's a very, very bad drunk. Very, very bad drunk, I'm afraid. Uh, MPs, 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 MPs. I've got a whole raft of questions to ask Andrew Pearce when he comes into the studio a little bit later on this morning, including, of course, the first one, which he told us all three weeks ago? Three weeks ago, when a lady phoned up and said, how much did you pay for that story? And he said, we do not pay for stories at the Daily Telegraph. Well, quite clearly, this one is a paid-for story, but by God, I'd love to know how many extra copies they've sold. So hopefully he's got the answer for that. And how much more stuff is there? Because it must be the biggest story that they, they've had in ages. And for what they pay for it, when you consider OK Magazine cough up £2 million for some overinflated, uh, tired old has-been like Jordan and well out of his depth, Peter Andre's wedding, and I think that The Telegraph probably paid about 180000 for this disc, or two discs, whatever it is. But they've got him one of the papers today who actually brokered the deal. Quite interesting. Quite interesting. Uh, 84850. Jade bumping into the violinist bow was hilarious, says Dave in Birmingham. Yes. <laughs> that is true. Uh, another one here. Our soldiers are dying in Afghanistan. All we see in the papers is MPs' expenses and Jordan. Uh, yes, well, you do get the, uh, the soldiers as well who get mentioned in the papers, unfortunately. Uh, have you commented on the News of the World headlines? Uh, I would love to hear your story of Jordan with another man. Well, it's not. It's not here at all. I mean, the uh, the story is... Uh, no, in fact, it's not here at all. There is no headline here, apart from wild boozing, flashing and snogging with some bloke who's the, um, who's the man who teaches how to ride. But that's about it, actually. It's very disappointing. Sunday Mirror have got uh, Katie, I love another man. So perhaps that's the one you're confusing it with. And she apparently made this to the Apprentice star Mona. Is that the one we kicked out? Oh, God, what a dreary old bag she turned out to be. Heather Mills apparently now thinks she's a cook. Hmm, same way you thought you were a wife, dear. Uh, Kate lying back and uh, just revelling in her little little break in the Maldives. You'd never believe they're actually going through a semi-divorce, would you? No, because I don't believe they're doing it either. Morning, everybody. 26 minutes to nine is the time. Sunday morning, LBC 97.3. Well done to all those people who walked last night. As I was driving through Knightsbridge earlier on, all you can see is sort of people wearing pink and with feather boas. I mean, just the blokes. And uh, a lot of money be raised. Stephen in Liverpool, we need to have some names. Very rude of you and offensive. Not to mention your parents' names, but there you go. We've done the joke about Jordan and the, uh, the Catholic Church. We did it last week. Uh, Ollie says, we watched Eurovision last night, as usual. It's not like being able to help looking at a road accident. You know you shouldn't, but you can't help yourself. Frankly, I couldn't care less if we win or not. And coming fifth was probably all we deserved, but the event was made a lot more enjoyable without the Eastern Bloc voting stitch-up. Can you tell me how the voting works? Yes. People phone up, and then they add the numbers together. And so what they do is, the, uh, the, the, all the countries were split. So in other words, uh, the jury will be voting... And then the other half of it is made up of the public voting. That's why you had 15 minutes. I'd love to know how much they raised on the phone calls. It must have been a fortune, I should imagine. And that's why they then put up a set of numbers, and that's voted for by their jury. And then, then the voting from the public comes in as well. 
Or it could be the other way around. Either way, it makes no difference, because you still get people voting. As I said to Christo last night, surprising that Germany voted for us. They normally give us about one point, and we don't bother giving them anything. It goes back to the war, apparently. And so people vote like that. And it's so fun, funny, you know, Sweden will vote for Norway. Norway will vote for... And so it goes on for Finland, and Finland will then vote. And so it, it's, that's how it goes. It's a little bit fiddled. But the rest, you know, at the end of the day, each country, quite clearly, if you looked at some of the rubbish that was up there last night, how on earth they had the audacity to actually put that up and go, and this is the music that our country's famous for, because uh, I was crossing them off left, right and centre. Absolutely dreadful. The Moldovian one was just awful. Absolutely awful. I've never heard anything so awful. Uh, 84850, uh, Were all the acts singing live, says Malcolm? Yes. Yes, they have to uh, sing live. The person who wasn't singing live was the bloke at the very beginning, who was last year's winner. Uh, and that's why it's actually quite difficult to dance and sing. That's why the, the winning entry was flat as a pancake, because he quite clearly doesn't have breathing. If I, I remember correctly, when Madonna came over to do some concerts years ago, she was out running every day. She would do a marathon every day to be in peak fitness so that when she was on stage, regardless of what Elton said, at least she was singing most of the time, she was able to sing without being out of breath. Most of these. That's why it makes me laugh when people go on about Susan Boyle. She couldn't do a concert if her life depended on it. Somebody said, all right, you're doing a whole concert of songs now. She couldn't do it. Absolutely not. You ask anybody in West End shows, it's, it's very, very, very difficult. Uh, Steve, I don't think the Jordan business, business is a publicity stunt. Her agent dropped her this week, and I very much doubt if the agent would risk her reputation by getting involved in, uh, in a thing like this. Uh, well, that's what we actually said that the agent dropped her for, because we think it's a stunt. And the agent said, I'm not having anything to do with this, because you have to ask yourself the question, why would an agent give up 25% of what is, you know, a very, very lucrative deal? You're not going to give that up lightly, are you? You're you'd have to be pretty stupid. She's been with her five years. She knows what she's like. Even Max Clifford said he wouldn't want to work with her. Definitely not. Oh, I've got my very own How Low. And I'll tell you what it is in a moment. Many years ago, says Eileen, an assistant priest came to our local church. He was very odd, and his sermons at Sunday Mass often left the congregation bewildered. He didn't stay very long. His name? Father Horan. This is the man who turned up on Britain's Got Talent last night. He has a reputation. How he got through the vetting system, I've got no idea. The man's an idiot. A complete idiot. Ran onto the track at the Grand Prix. You must remember that. It's all over YouTube. And um, it's, it's, it's a shame, I'm afraid, that they, they put idiots like this on the television. There have been quite a number of people. Graham Norton didn't uh, click for me on Eurovision, says Roy. He didn't stop waffling and talking over people, even when they spoke English. Bring back Wogan. I thought he was very good. I have to be honest with you, I had no trouble with Graham Norton at all last night. In fact, when at the end he was going, oh, they won't be... Oh, they voted. Oh, thank you. They voted for us. He was thanking countries for voting. So I thought that was quite good. Wogan had, had reached the end. Wogan did it for years, set a precedent, and then it was absolutely right that it would go to somebody else like Graham Norton. I thought he was very good. I said to Christo last night, I thought he was excellent. Uh, Steve, where's Harvey's real father? He's playing football, Claudia. He's playing football. And I, I think he goes and sees him every so often. Obviously doesn't want anything at all to, uh, to do with him, for some reason. Uh, Jordan demonstrated her true colours when she tormented Junior about some snails he was playing with by pretending to eat one to the point where he was hysterical. That was on their TV show on Thursday night. Yes, I saw that, Tracy, as well. But I think that but all parents do that, don't they? All parents they say, I'm going to eat that. If you don't eat that, I'm going to eat it. I'm not saying you want to eat snails. But, uh, you know, it's, it's an odd thing, isn't it? An odd thing, I'm afraid. Uh, I did see... The violinist hitting our girl in the face last night. Hilarious, says John. Thank you. Uh, Steve, what, next year you must present LBC's coverage with Christo. 
I, I, to, to be honest with you, I was surprised I stayed awake throughout the whole thing. The only thing I found, found at the end was the voting went on forever and a day. They went, oh, we're third country out of 42 countries voting. I thought, you don't want to leave the room because I was so, so keen to keep watching it and find out. Anyway, at 21 minutes to nine, it's the Steve Allen special today. I've been given my very own Samsung 32-inch LCD television. It can be yours by the end of the programme. This is a short how low. And it's an opportunity to win it just after the news at 11 o'clock this morning. This is stunning, slim, sleek, black design. All the latest screen technologies, picture superb, and it's HD-ready. Freeview Digital built-in, so you won't need uh, an extra set-top box. All those horrible cables that go with it. The lowest unique bid will win, which is the lowest bid in pence that nobody else makes. Bids in by 11 o'clock today. And for this one, you text Steve, then your bid in pence... And send that to treble eight two one, okay, Steve. Then your bid in pence and send it to treble eight two one. Bids in by eleven. The bid will cost one pound fifty plus your standard network rate. Lines close at eleven a.m. today. Bidders must be over sixteen. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. So there you go. It's very nice indeed, Gary. I don't think anybody would touch you with a barge pole, and you know the reason why, don't you? I think you know the reason why. Uh, Richard in Horsham says, Everybody's been talking about Pete and Katie leaving Harvey at home with a carer, but what happened to the biological father? Is he not concerned about the welfare of his son? Uh, well, we don't see many pictures of him round there. Uh, I, too, hope that Pete divorces Jordan. He takes her to the cleaners. That will take the air out of her boobs. Uh, I hope they go for a divorce. I absolutely hope they go for it. I really do. The man would be an idiot if he goes back to her. If it turns out to be a big publicity stunt, the press will crucify them. I said last week, it's absolutely guaranteed that they will go, right, right, you really are getting it. And believe you me, you know, nothing worse than Jordan being scorned, because she's just revolting. She can't help it. She's just, just revolting, I'm afraid. Uh, unfortunately, if, if, you, if, if you sort of start messing the press around... In fact, one of the papers has turned on her already because she tried to sell pictures of her with the children for 150000 and the um, and the, the papers have said, I don't think so. I don't think so. I'm afraid. I can't remember which paper it was. Was it the uh, Was it the Mirror, where Katie's professing to loving another man? Actually, it's nice to see Naomi Campbell sitting on a beach with somebody. There's another one who needs uh, needs a few problems. Uh, Katie Price. Oh, that's right. It's in the Mirror. Overcame her heartbreak. Uh, to demand a non-negotiable £150,000 for a set of photographs of her on holiday with her children. Her PR was touting the pictures, showing her client in a series of poses in a jacuzzi. Whilst Katie publicly asked for privacy, she wasted no time lining up Junior and Princess for the shots, believed to have been taken by a friend. Desperate to have people believe she fled 6,000 miles to mourn. It's a load of old rubbish, ladies and gentlemen. It really is. She's on holiday, not worried. All they're thinking about is, how much money can we coin after this? That's what I think it is. And if uh, Peter Andre, I don't think he's bright enough to do it, but might as well give him the opportunity to try it, uh, thinks he can make some money, then we go back together again, I think the public will start pointing and laughing at them for being the ridiculous couple which they are. Like Britain's Got Talent sensation Aidan Davis last night. Uh, he wasn't a sensation at all, just another kid with a misspent youth. Put his dancing talents down to his biggest idol, last year's winner, George Sampson. This 11-year-old secretly taught himself the moves by studying the YouTube videos of George in his bedroom, says that the audition was the first time anyone had seen him perform. Not even my mum and dad knew I could dance, he said. Shows what a great relationship he must have with his parents, which is good news. But he says here, I, I definitely want to dance for the Queen. I'm sorry, Poppet, I don't think the Queen wants to see you. We suffered with George Sampson last year. We don't want another one like that. I mean, it was pitifully awful. People sat there in stunned silence, you know, and then there was a polite... 
and it was really embarrassing. So, uh, yeah, the one thing will happen on... I don't know where you think you're going to make a career. You're 11 years old, for God's sake. Why is it these kids think at 11 they're going to make a career out of dancing like George Sampson? His career's finished already. Paul, nothing worse than being, oh, weren't you... Oh, no. Didn't work, did it? I'm afraid. Uh, 84850. Uh, another one here. Voice of an angel. You've only ever heard her sing once, I'm afraid. Susan Boyle, who charmed the world when she revealed she's never been kissed, has a secret crush on an older man. He's a widow called Helmut Glasser, who she met through her church prayer group. There's a picture of him. They both look a bit worrying, I'm afraid. Susan phoned him only days ago and said, if I make any money from singing, will you come to Rome with me? But, darling, you won't be making any money through singing. Let's not be stupid about it. It won't be happening. It's very sweet, Susan, as you go about with this new image, you know, which was the image you had before, I'm afraid. I'd be more keen on finding out, you know, why we couldn't get Gerald Kaufman, snooty little man, when he came outside to meet the press yesterday. And they said, can we ask you about this £9,000 television? And he said, listen, I've got better things to do than discuss this kind of thing with you. I thought, you will, matey. You will, I'm afraid. Salary is 64000 and uh, put in the bill for the £9,000 television. He admitted his claim for the television was a bit daft and he had misunderstood his gas bill. You vote for these people. You vote for them. They're obviously quite stupid, aren't they? One here, uh, he actually uh, has no mortgage on the property, but still claimed 115000 over seven years. We're going to come round and slap your legs for you, I think, together with the rest of the MPs. It's just getting completely, completely and utterly out of hand. 16 minutes to nine, eight... Oh, my goodness me. Who's lined up for Strictly Come Dancing? You'll laugh. You will. In a moment. Morning, everybody. Quarter to nine is the time. Watch Eurovision, says Barb. And to my amazement, I enjoyed it. I thought Graham did a great job. As good as Wogan. Oh, I thought so, too. I agree with you. I thought the set was fantastic. I thought the uh, the Russian technicians were brilliant. There were no cock-ups, no mistake. We didn't have to suffer an orchestra, unless there was one there and I wasn't aware of it. Because sometimes on the Eurovision, in, in years gone by, you've had the orchestra to the side. And most of them are quite elderly, and they can't do pop. You know, they'd be quite happy, so, you know, but they can't do anything that's faster than that. It was like the top of the Pops Orchestra years ago. They'd have pop people on to come and sing, and these poor old souls would be creaking out a pop tune, and it just sounded awful. So at least now, I think they're allowed backing tracks. But uh, Dita Von Tees, waste of space, I'm afraid, a bit bored with seeing this woman in the papers. Either get it all out and show us, or don't bother, OK? We've, we've had the tease bit. I do a tease bit every day. Uh, what else was good? We thought Germany's song was OK. Iceland, I thought, was very nice. A standard song, but, but a good song, nevertheless. Norway, OK, but he couldn't sing for Toffee. But, he, he, but he, he sort of looked cheesy and he smiled into the cameras a lot and people went, yeah, he's cute, just vote for him. If you vote for him, if you're in Azerbaijan, you know, you're looking for something like that, aren't you? So people voted for him and they liked him and he, it was a runaway success. He did even, I think, halfway through the competition. They were streaking. I thought, oh, please let us come forth. Let, let me get some money back from the bookies. And the answer is, no, you can't. We're not get- we came fifth. I think fifth is all right. Better than last year, isn't it? Anyway, who is lined up for Strictly Come Dancing? Yes... None other than Richard and Judy. Now, I don't think it'll happen because I don't really think that you can get Judy, you know, long enough in the studio to waltz around the floor because she's going to get giddy and have to sit down. I'm telling you, Richard will probably do it. So far, they've signed up here Sharon Osbourne. I know because the Osbourne's career has gone into freefall. I mean, it really has disappeared. Their last TV show in America cancelled due to the filth that emanated from all their mouths. Unfortunately, it's neither funny nor clever anymore. I'm sure she's quite nice, actually, Sharon Osbourne. It's just that when she did her chat show for ITV and we all sat there and watched it, and I was watching it with a couple of critics, and we all went, oh, my God. The trouble is, every other word she uses is a four-letter word. She cannot have a conversation without swearing. So when it comes to television, 
It just looks stilted. She had that revolting, stinky dog with her on the settee. And, uh, and it was just rubbish, the show. So that eventually disappeared, the same way that Anthony Cotton's show disappeared. That's what you see. That's what makes good shows on the television. You look at Paul O'Grady. He might get very repetitive with the, come on, let me hear you now, at the end of every introduction to a guest. But at the end of the day, he's getting some good guests on there. They're all turning up, having a good bit of a chat, and the audience love him. That's all that matters on television. I'm quite sure he gets the same sort of things that everybody gets. Bill Buckley and, and uh, Christo and me. Everybody, every single person, if you're in the public eye, everybody, you get somebody who writes to you. Secretly, they want to go out with you. You know, and you just they go, oh, I can't stand you. And you think, yeah, you just want to go out with me. But unfortunately, you don't want to go out with these people because some of them... <laughs> anyway, uh, other people they've lined up. Somebody called Cara Toynton. Got no idea who she is. No idea. Cara Toynton. But anyway, she's been lined up as well. Oh, Dawn in East... Is she still in EastEnders? Or is it... Is she still in? Oh, she's been axed. Oh, dear, Cara. Better look for another outlet for your uh, quite considerable talent, then. Uh, also, uh, they're, they're, they're chasing Destiny's child, Kelly. I presume she's in a group. Uh, and, uh, and Sharon Oswald, and then Richard and Judy. Better do better than that. Pretty naff lineup, isn't it? Pretty naff. Almost as naff lineup as I opened OK magazine. I don't buy it. I like to quickly flip through. And, um, and it's got pictures of that bloke from uh, Westlife getting married. The only people who turned up were his family and the rest of Westlife. It's your worst nightmare, isn't it? You're on stage and here they are turning up in the Caribbean. Destiny's Child. Ah, right. Destiny's Child. With the group that Beyonce was in. Beyond- she- I like Beyonce. She's quite funky, isn't she? Quite funky. <gasps> I'm so hip. She's quite, yes, I think she's quite feisty, Beyonce. Is, is she the one who sort of shakes her booty thing? Oh, right, I do that in the morning. It's not intentional, but uh, you can do that in the bath. You put a towel around your waist and you go like that. If I had tassels on it, it would look fairly, fairly... I won't do that again. Sorry, sorry to upset people. So that's it. Destiny's Child with Beyonce's uh, group. OK. Uh, 84850, Uh Jordan so, showed her most repulsive side... Uh, the stateside show, when she popped a live snail in her mouth in front of her son, pretending to eat it and throwing him into a, an unconsolable tantrum. She looked at the camera as if to say, don't film this, but it was too late. How could anybody put such a repulsive thing in their mouth? Don't make me answer that question. I'm really not allowed to. I'd probably get taken off the air, I should, ima- <laughs> I should imagine. <laughs> oh, dear. John and Shepparton, can you ask why my super anti-spyware scans for 17 hours when it normally scans for two to three? If only I understood the question. If only I understood the question, I shall ask Darren when he comes in. Actually, send it again when, uh, when, Darren, when Darren comes in. Uh, James says, I'm sure I met you once in a bar in South Ealing. I shouldn't think so. I can't think of anything worse. A bar in South Ealing? Me? Good God in heaven. He says, must say, I accidentally tuned into you a few weeks back. Now my Saturdays in front of the television haven't quite been the same because I can't wait for Sundays. He says, you're always spot on. Well, we're not spot on, but we're never wrong. Put it that way. We're never... Somebody wrote in the other day. I, th- I think they... How did he write into? I can't remember. It was crayon, usual sort of thing. Because years ago, you could spot the loonies, couldn't you? They were quite easy to spot because they wrote in coloured ink. You know, and they wrote, first of all, you know, have you seen my hamster? Now they send an email, so it could be anybody. You can only tell by the bad spelling what sort of area they're from. And thank you, says Ruth, for mentioning the musical exhibition. Went there with a friend on Friday. Marvellous. Marvellous. Nice people running it. Max and Daphne hope they can make it an annual event or find a permanent home. I found another secret museum. I shall let you know after my visit on the 29th of May, not far from Twickenham. Do you remember I told you... Oh, you'll love this one. I must tell you about this, because I mentioned some time ago there were lots of places in the country I want to go to, and one of them is Welbeck Abbey. Now, Welbeck Abbey was very famous because the man who owned it in the 1700s had a phobia about meeting people. So underneath his house, he dug tunnels... 15 miles of tunnels. And the tunnels stretched from underneath the property 
all the way to the outskirts, and they had little turnings off. There's a big ballroom underground. It was used for housing our soldiers during the war. And I've often told people about this, and they've said to me, oh, it sounds fantastic, I'd love to go there. Sadly, I'm here to tell you, you can't. It's privately owned, but if you go onto Google and type in Welbeck Abbey, because I think it's up north somewhere, there is about three down, it's got the Welbeck Tunnels, and somebody's been up there and taken some photographs through little holes and things like that. The entrance to the tunnel is still there. It's big enough to get a horse and carriage down it. And it runs for miles, 15 miles of tunnels under this house. But you can't see a lot of it. But if you go up there, you can follow it. Most of it's private property. And quite clearly, somebody very, very serious owns it because they've got serious cameras up there. And this bloke's put pictures saying, I don't want to go into this because, obviously, Big Brother's watching. But it's fantastic, this house. So it's Welbeck Abbey. And read the history of it because you'll be as fascinated as I was and still am. And I would love to go down there, love to go into the tunnels. You remember years ago... Down in uh, near Hayes, there used to be a big house. The M4 goes uh, over the top of it now. The house has gone. Uh, part of the stables are still there. And there are big tunnels underneath this one. And I was invited down years ago and I never took it up because they've got big... In this uh, park, I can't remember the name of the park. My friend Alan got married there. But uh, you lift up these big metal covers and you go downstairs into these big tunnels, under, which again were underneath the house. And I'm fascinated by anything like that. You see, it would be lovely if you could open up... Welbeck Abbey's tunnels, but unfortunately they're obviously quite quite dangerous. But some of them are above ground, strange though it may seem, because they built over, it was cut and cover. And some are underground. But you, you go and check it out on Google, and you'll go, that is the most interesting thing we've ever heard of. And the underwater ballroom, which is not too far from Twickenham, check, uh, check that one out as well. Uh, Paul, morning Paul, says, I've just finished cleaning out filters on the fish pond, and I'm now laying on the bed listening. I loved Eurovision last night. I was impressed at Graham Norton. He was good, wasn't he? He said, can't wait for a holiday in two weeks to go to Gran Canaria. <laughs> Hope all is well. It is Gran Canaria. You know how much I love Gran Canaria, don't you? <laughs> Dear. Wild horses wouldn't drag me there, but I understand the appeal for you. I understand the appeal. Actually, the, the bloke who did all my framing, uh, Andy, he's off to San Francisco, and then he's going to Yosemite, and then a place called, or something called, Russian Rapids. I've got no idea what it is. Oh, and you're going to mention to you, Paul, they've, uh, they've cancelled Spring and Port Wine. I ordered it on Amazon. It was a pre-order, and I got a notification through yesterday. For some reason, the film company are now not releasing Spring and Port Wine, which was an Eric Porter piece, and it's a kitchen sink drama. And a couple of people sent me in copies, but unfortunately, one of them jammed up my system, and, uh, and the other one didn't play at all. So, if anybody knows, you can't get it. It's just an impossible film to get. Great shame. Spring and port wine. So, there you go. Uh, Paul said, do you think the guy on Eurovision is cute? Well, the trick... I tell you what, go to Norway. They all look like that. Go to Russia. Everybody under the age of 25 looks stunning. I promise you. You'll be... Ab you're bowled over sideways. The moment they get past 30... Whoo, they just let themselves go, I'm afraid. Uh, 84850, steve at uh, 84850, and uh, poor old uh, Terence in Finchley, which I suspect is a woman, really, says uh, there were some good songs, but he spoiled the whole thing, Graham Norton. Oh, dear. Well, only as boring as Wogan, I suppose, Terence in Finchley. I suspect it's not your name, and you probably don't live in Finchley either, because your phone number comes up as something completely different. Uh, Steve, you should be on Strictly Come Dancing. You could partner Anton Dubeck. That'd be lovely. Do you know, I'd love to fell him to the ground. What is his name? We can't remember what his name is. Is it Tony Beak? Tony Beak. Oh, what a bore, I'm afraid. Uh, 84850, Steve at LBC. 
Paul in Newcross, did you see the posh rugs that Gerald Kaufman bought on expenses? Draped on the chest of the Latvian bloke, giving the country's votes. I loved the uh, the people giving the voting and Graham Norton's comments on what the heck is he wearing? I absolutely loved it. So, so funny. 84850, Uh George Sampson is going to the USA to prepare to dance on Michael Jackson's tour. Uh, says JC. No, he's not, dear. I'm so sorry, he's not. It's a sweet little story in the papers. Of course, you believe everything in the papers. Those hit the diaries. Well, couldn't wait to read them. Uh, I did like the Denmark entry. That says Alan Imrohampton. Not really. No, not really. Uh, and Leanne, who are you talking to in conversation? Ah. We'll have to find out again tonight at nine o'clock because it's uh, repeated. And uh, Kevin O'Sullivan talking, I'm afraid, about the, uh, the washed up soap duds. As Philip Schofield waded through a pathetically unfunny script that would struggle to amuse a four-year-old, he stumbled into a moment of pure farce. After a tragic joke about one of the biggest pairs in showbiz, the relentlessly chirpy host of the British Soap Awards introduced Katie Price and Peter Andre as the perfect couple to present the trophy for best on-screen partnership. <laughs> Absolutely. I love it. I love it. Uh, eight for eight five oh stevedlbc.co.uk more from the uh, papers the other side of the news and uh, also uh, more from uh, Fiona McIntosh who's talking strangely enough about poor old Anthea otherwise known as that cheesy naff pair and she's talking about them being Teflon coated and Peaches Geldof wearing the most ludicrous of outfits honestly something as plain as that and she says to be on a mission to wind up her father by wearing increasingly provocative outfits. And as Fiona points out, as this loony tinfoil jumpsuit makes you rather want to laugh at her rather than with her, isn't she rather missing the point? I bet she is. Susan Spencer will be with us after the news. She'll be going through the papers as well. No idea. I mean, she will have a few soap uh, bits of tittle-tattle. But I wonder whether or not she did watch Eurovision from last night. The, the singing child sensation, Natalie Oakry, was beaten up by a jealous rival. So that guarantees to get you in the paper. There was another one who was singing for his wife who died some years ago. And the dancers, Face of Disco, <coughs> who um, uh, busked around Britain to raise cash so they could compete as athletes in the Olympics. I'm afraid I've seen them two years ago on the television. They appeared on Brian Connolly's show and they're still hawking the same tired old act and the same tired old story, I'm afraid. We've heard it before, Liam and Richard, because you've already done this on the television and we've seen you on everything. Why on earth? You've only just got round to Britain's Got Talent. I'm absolutely amazed. What they do is they dance and they put different masks on and then take them off. But we've seen it, mate. They're working as professional entertainers. Bit pile of pants, isn't it, that one? Well done, though, to the speed camera set up to nab motorists racing through roadworks has issued in just five months... This is on the A316 in Hanworth. A million pounds worth of tickets in five months. Just down the road from me, actually. This is the one where they measure the distance. I used to get people whizzing past me. I'd be mouthing through the window, you're going to get a fine, and then sticking my thumb up, thinking, eh, God, suckers. I love it. It's LBC. Pretty Sunday morning, LBC 97.3 at Steve Allen's Sunday Breakfast. Yvette, it's Cranford Park in Hayes, it is. And there are tunnels underneath that one. I never got round it. I never got round it. I should have done, I was invited, because I think Het's looked after by Hounslow Council. Uh, a lot of people saying Graham was absolutely brilliant. <coughs> and Ian says, if you like tunnels, you must visit the Maginot Line on the France-German border. There's a whole world down there, you can walk for miles. Yes, I'm not too keen on walking under, you know, those sort of things. They're, any of these tunnels must be quite dangerous, I should imagine. Uh, Sheila, about uh, your four weeks tour of Mexico. Hang up and sneeze. All the best. Thank you. Hey, everybody. Uh, nice to have your company. Welcome to uh, Sunday morning on LBC 97.3. More... 
people than ever are now listening on Sunday morning and during the week, so we're very grateful, and more people are podcasting. We're up to a million and a half downloads now. Thank you very much indeed. We're very, very grateful. Thank you. And that extra clap came from Susan Spence. Good morning. Good morning. Very good. Very good today. Had such a nice day yesterday. Got loads of stuff done. Loads of stuff done. And then today I thought, because I didn't get to, I had so little sleep last night. Did it was you? so little sleep. It was probably about four hours. But that's because you stayed up watching the results know, of the Eurovision never Song again, Contest. <laughs> never again. Although Krista said, we'll do it next year. I'm thinking, oh, I'm not really sure my little body can handle it. And then today I'm going out afterwards. So it's, it's quite busy. Where are you off to today? Uh, going shopping today. Oh, anything in mind to buy? Uh, yeah, tinfoil. Top of my list. Tinfoil? Tinfoil. I have to get a few more things <laughs> for an event coming up. That's all I can oh, say. Oh, yes, yes. Um, so uh, <clears throat> looking forward to that. And then uh, all, all the team will be there as well. Anyway, Susan's here to take a look through the papers, although she'll tell you now, there's not a lot in there. There really isn't, actually. It's, it's all to do with the MPs and their expenses, of course, which, quite frankly, I'm fed up with completely. Um, and then, of course, it's Jordan um, and Peter, who you've spoken about. Um, I think that's quite sad, all of that, Jordan. When that broke, I thought, oh, I wasn't here, actually, because I was in Scotland in the week. And I did think to myself, oh, I wonder what you're saying what was your reaction when you first saw it? When I first saw it, I thought, about time, he actually proved that he's a man and got off his, um, his backside and said to her, I've had enough of it. Mm. Now as it's gone on, and he's pictured every day going out and picking up the papers, reading it, I'm thinking, it's a stunt. I'm thinking, it's a stunt. She's already tried to sell pictures to the uh, Mirror, 150,000 they wanted for her and the children. She's with a photographer. I haven't been taken by a friend at all. It's a photographer who's actually with her out there. That's why the picture is such good quality. And they're sending them back. Their agents drop them, uh, but she hasn't dropped Pete. Why would you want to drop Jordan, who must make her a fortune every year? She's quite prepared to go away with two of the children and dump poor Harvey at home with his carer because Pete's disappeared off to Larnaca. Yeah, and that's where that. he is. Pete's been having a barbecue and uh, just having a bit of fun, but reading the papers. And every time there's a photographer, they're trying to look suitably depressed. She, quite clearly, isn't looking at all depressed in these posed pictures. That's why I think it's rubbish. I'm not sure it's a stunt, though. I'm not convinced it's a stunt at really? all. No, no, I, I don't think so. Um, I, I think it's probably he's just all of a sudden grown a spine and has just thought, you know what, I've had enough. Nice. I've had enough of being the Mr Nice Guy and putting up with whatever you deal me. I'll put a fiver on the fact they won't divorce. Oh, I don't think they'll divorce, but I don't no. think it's... I don't, I don't think they'll... I think they'll get back together, Absolutely. but I don't think it's a planned stunt. Yeah. I do think they'll get I back together. I think what's happened is they've had one of their stupid little rows again, like little children, because she's a spoilt little so-and-so, and he's just a bit stupid. And they've both gone off, and they're having a few weeks apart. Yeah, and I think maybe it could also be the thing that it's gone a little bit out of control. Yeah. Um, more so than they thought, and then they're going to So why's the think, agent dumped her? Well, no, who's the agent? Do we know? It's, uh, she's had a why five you munch, years. Why, why are you munching She's featured in the Peter and uh, Jordan in America thing. You see oh, her there. right. OK. Well, I don't watch that. Goodness me. I can't but why me. would an agent ditch somebody after five? Thank you. Maybe, maybe the agent has ditched her because they just think that she's a really bad role model. Thank you. A really bad role model. Five and, years. In, and enough is enough. And that perhaps she doesn't want to be associated with it. And perhaps they think that the public could come out in, on side of um, Peter mm. because he's such a henpecked, downtrodden little man. Mm. Um, and she could make more out of him now because people would be like, oh, bless poor Peter Andre. I think she might make money out of him for six months, but I think after that it'll be finished. Yeah. Unless if he didn't go back with her. Well, isn't it funny? She has a book to uh, publicise. He has an album mm -hmm. to publicise. Far be it from me to be cynical, but that's what everybody else is saying. 
But Peter Andre doesn't sell music anymore. No, he doesn't. Interested in no, Peter he doesn't. he's just known as uh, Jordan's handbag. Yeah, he he is, and but he, you know, don't take it away from the guy that he's a real family man, and he does love those children, and I think that's really all he's bothered about. So then, how is he able to walk out of the family house and dump Harvey on the carer? Why did he not stay at home? Well, She's already disappeared off. Perhaps she... Well, the thing is, remember, Harvey isn't his. Not that that's the point, but Harvey isn't his. And I think that looking after that little boy is quite a... quite a You know, there's a lot involved in that. There's nothing else to do in his life. Well, perhaps he need that... He, remember, he's meant to be the injured party. So perhaps he thought he had to get out to Larnaca to see his family and have a few... T- mm. bit. There's not a lot of paparazzi in Larnaca. It's not like there being are in, now. Well, there are now, but it's not like being, you know, in mm. the UK where he's going to get bombarded all the time. Yes, of course, they're probably now doorstepping him and they are probably wishing he had gone. But I, I do think, you know, for him to it. get away. He loves it because it means he's famous. Whereas in America, they're not famous at all. They'll never be famous in America. They don't want a couple of drips like them out there. They've got tons of their own. No, they don't. I don't think they will have made it. You've got to see how, how bad. And they were arguing over that. All right, perhaps it, perhaps it was just for the TV programme. I think then it gets out of hand. By the time you've sort of finished knocking something, you go, you're rubbish. You're crap. You're rubbish. Eventually you start going, perhaps I am. Well, if you, yeah, if you tell somebody they're rubbish enough often yeah. enough, then they will start to believe yeah. it. Never works for me. And <laughs> 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 um, Paul says, how on earth can these companies cancel releases? Don't they know who you are? Yeah, this is Spring and Port Wine being cancelled. I'm furious. What's, furious. What's happened? They've cancelled the the, uh, the DVD release of Spring and Port Wine. Stupid company. Should go around there and slap legs. In Grand Canary, this time, though, they're doing something different. They're swimming with dolphins, camel rides as well. You can do camel rides over the dunes. I think that's where you'll be doing them, won't you, Paul? Well, the only thing is that camels can be vicious little Oh, they spit. they spit at you, don't spit. they? And if they don't take a fancy to you, yeah. oh, they're away with you on, the, on their oh, back. I cat- smelly things. Oh, I wouldn't get on a camel. I wouldn't get on no. a camel, no. I mean, I've been on a donkey ride, um, and I've been horse riding in yes, Scotland, been, but that's a bit different. completely different. Camels, smelly, fur hanging off, oh, dear. Yeah. I've been, when I went to Australia backpacking, I went, um, I went bareback horse... Well, I wasn't bare. bare- <laughs> this is great. Try and take that image out of your mind <laughs> if you're having breakfast this morning, <laughs> this ladies and gentlemen. going somewhere it wasn't meant to. Um, I went bare... Horse riding, whatever. <laughs> it's getting worse. First <laughs> way, you were wearing clothes and you went horse riding. Okay? I went, yeah, but I went right. what you know what they call bareback horse riding. Yeah, didn't I didn't have a saddle. Have a saddle. That's no. what I mean. Yes, it was, it was fine. Yeah. Um, along the beach in Australia, that oh, was right, hairy. Right. Yes. Oh, I mean it was lovely, but it was hairy. You've got a grip with your you knees. You've got a grip, ho- ho- yeah, and hold yeah. on to the mane. You've got no, oh, you know, even have no, a... no. Oh right. I felt as if I was, was in the bridle. I felt as if it was in one of these, you know. Romantic I've always wanted to do those movies. things. You know in the circus, the horse goes round the ring and they jump on the back and then they throw themselves off and they're running along the side of it and they jump, jump up. On, yeah. I want to do that. <laughs> you get into training then. Yeah. <laughs> if I can find the horse that can carry me, I'll be doing it. That'll anyway, be the next show then, will um, it? Yes, that'll be the next show. <laughs> Steve Allen, the horse riding. Paul says, the best news is that uh, we're actually going out to Grand Canary with my big fat gay cousin. For the whole two weeks, so at least we'll have somebody to take the Mickey out of. <laughs> Charming. <laughs> Poor soul. He's got no idea. No idea. Uh, eight for eight five. Oh, Spring and Port Wine. Is that the one with James Mason? Yes. Cheers. So, there you go. But uh, it's not coming out now, which is a great disappointment, I'm afraid. Great disappointment. Is there not a reason for it, though? Have they not said? No, they, no, they don't give a reason. They just say it's the company decided not to bring it out. Mm-hmm. So we all suffer. I would love to listen to your show during the week, but you're on too early, says Anne-Marie. What well, you podcast together with another, people, another group of people who've downloaded thousands every day, download the programme during the week. It's only from about two quid a month. It's very cheap indeed. If you go to lbc.co.uk, 
You can learn how to podcast. I promise you, it will absolutely change your life. Don't forget my how low today. I must mention very briefly, it's a Samsung 32-inch LCD television. Can be yours by 11. It's a Steve Allen special. Lowest unique bid will win. Lowest bid in pence that nobody else makes. Bids in by 11 today. Text Steve, followed by your bid in pence, and send it to 88821. So that's Steve, followed by your bid in pence, and send it to 88821. OK. And uh, happy birthday today to John Wolfe, who is 65 on Tuesday. Have a lovely time today with Laura, Daryl, Scarlett, Liliana and Harry. That's their Labradoodle. Labradoodle. I know. It's a bit sad, isn't it? <laughs> Everybody's going to Laura's for tea and Daryl's off to Costco to get the smoked salmon, the bagels and the cakes for 20 people with the extra discount. It's a shame I can't make it. I could do with a nice smoked salmon and cream cheese bagel right now. So have a lovely day. And congratulations on the news that Laura's brother, Joel, and his new wife of five months, Danielle, is expecting their first baby. Blimey, they didn't waste much time, no, did they? they didn't, did they? Have a lovely family day and good luck, Daryl, with all those people. There you go. So the smoked salmon, the bagels and the cakes for 20 people. Sounds delightful. Enjoy. So happy birthday, John. 65 on Tuesday. OK. Uh, more of your texts and emails coming in a moment. More from Susan Spence after we've had a, a check on the state of the roads. Morning, everybody. Nice to be company. 17 minutes past nine. Susan Spence is with us on the programme this morning. Good morning. To look at the papers. And there's not a great deal to Do look at, you know, at, is there, 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 there isn't really, although there is one I picked out for you, and I think quite a lot of people might be quite interested in this. Remember, you, we always used to go to, I mean, I remember when I was growing up, we used to, used to go to Woolies for the pick and mix. Mm. Um, and that was like a major thing when it went. I mean, although nowadays it wasn't wasn't the same. They had too much, all these the other sweets weren't as good, were they? No, they weren't, but... Students around our way used to nick them. All the students from the college and some of the yeah. school children used to go in and pinch. I think, you know, and people, even even other people wandering around choosing, they'd put one in their mouth as they were going along and obviously never paid You're it. supposed to use... It's like, you know, just change the subject. You go to Marks and Spencer and they've got the cakes there, which are quite open, mm. and you think, you know, you're supposed to use the tongs for picking up. People don't, they just put their hands in there. And I always go... Like that. Well, yeah, because you <laughs> are meant naughty. to. Yeah, you are meant to take the tongs. <laughs> I don't mind that if somebody does it and they just pick the one out at the front. But if yeah. you start rummaging around, mm. I think, oh, I'm not going in there. Yeah, I don't like that either. But it actually is. Somebody's bringing it back. It's Marks and Spencers. They're bringing back the pick and mix. Really? Yeah, they're having the pick and mix in they're their marked. stores. Yep, because uh, profits are down. Um, and so they're... R- How many sweets do you need to sell? Well, to put the profits? it's not just that. It's not just pick and mix. They're relaunching pick and mix. Uh, oh. But they're going to do sort of a retro range and they're going to oh. offer jars of things like, you know, um, peppermint creams and humbugs and rhubarb and custard and all that kind of thing. Oh. Can they do those cough candy twist? Well, they probably will do that. And also toffee crunch. Toffee crunch. Toffee nice, crunch. Yeah. Remember toffee crunch? Yes. I love toffee yeah. crunch. But they're going to bring other things. Oh, well, there's cola cubes and sherbet lemons and all that sherbet kind of thing. As long as they had proper sherbet in the middle. Yeah. I like the, stro- I like the strawberry sherbets as opposed to oh, the sherbet lemons. Yeah, they were nice. The oh, same, except nice. a strawberry oh. flavour. And toffees, Callard and Bowser. Do you know, I forgot, I was in Scotland this week and I, I got you some uh, tablet that you'd asked me for ages ago and I forgot to bring it in. Sorry about oh, that. thanks a bunch. Sorry about that. <laughs> Here is this present I was going to give you your birthday. It's a Maserati. Yeah, completely... Unfortunately, it's in the garage. <laughs> I left it in the side to bring to you and I completely forgot it. <laughs> oh, I've I thought, done that before. Oh, no. now. I've driven down the road and gone, oh, blow, I've got to go back. Yeah, um, but they're also going to do, um, they're also going to introduce a new sort of range, old-fashioned biscuits and cakes. It's a new range they're going to launch anyway. out. Well, they're just an... Uh, also, and you know what I think they're going to they're going to do, which I think is actually a good idea. They're going to re- it's kind of like a retro sort of line that they're starting. Oh. Uh, it's to do with clothing and food, and there's uh, going to be a ham and egg sandwich, um, oh. and inside it is going to be not mayonnaise or anything like that. 
salad cream. Oh, oh no, I've had that. Yeah. I've had that, because they brought it out in their British uh, range, which came out for a little while. Well, maybe that one did really yes. well, sold really well, and they've got the yes. idea and thought, right, OK, and because people have Hamlet been talking about oh, missing delish. Woolies Pick and Mix, I think they yeah. thought, oh, OK, hold on a minute, how could we maybe jump on this? And th- that's what cream. they're going to do. Oh, I love salad cream. I could dip crisps in salad cream. Well, yeah, I know a lot of people, like, you know, some people have ketchup or HP or yes. whatever with, with their main meal. I know lots of people who will have um, salad cream with everything or even... Um, one of somebody in my family has um, just a salad cream sandwich. <laughs> so it's just just two salad bits, cream. Two bits of white bread oh. spread either side with salad cream, maybe a bit of pepper, and that's it. <laughs> I said to Glenis and MS the other day, I said, I'm going home this afternoon. I said, I'm going to watch a film and I'm going to have two crusty rolls with some nice mature cheddar with some Branston pickle. Oh, the lovely. Crunchy. Oh, delicious. It was delicious. Yeah. Delicious. Yeah. Only two is all I need. Oh, yeah, that's all it's you need. Quite lovely. Nice cup of tea. I didn't have a cup of tea. Actually. I should never learn to drink. Oh. There is, a, there is a picture in one of the papers, I don't know if you've seen it, of Lawrence Llewellyn Bowen's wife. And she's lost a lot of weight. She's claimed, I mean, mind you, we've not seen her out for months and months and months. She claims to have done it on this, um, it's a very similar, it sounds to me, like the Cambridge diet. It's a shake. It's this, you know, again, let me just tell you now, diets don't work. All right? Otherwise, there'd just be one, as opposed to the millions that there are to part you from your money. You want a free diet? Go to your doctor, get a diet sheet... And it will work, I promise you. You don't need to spend any money losing weight. You really don't. Unless, you're, you know, you're that far gone. In which case, you know, you'll probably have to have that, that awful liposuction and stuff like that. But um, on this one, she has a shake and drinks four litres of water a day. So, in other words, you're weighing most of it out of your body. It's I a total imagine. food replacement diet. Yes. You replace, you don't have any food. Um, you have these shakes Protein or shakes. bars. But isn't that, isn't that the Cambridge diet, as was? I don't know what the Cambridge yes, diet was. the Cambridge was. diet was selling shakes and bars to people. I went no. to the relaunch of it. It was rubbish. <laughs> Nobody she wanted it. She seems to have had quite a lot of success on that, though. Um, yes, but if, if you've been out of the public eye and they said to you, right, listen, we're going to give you some money, OK? £30,000 we're going to give you, or 50000 and we'd like you to um, just lose weight. We don't care how you do it. Just lose weight. She did that a long time ago, though. That story, is that in a story today? Because yeah, she's actually today. quite an old story, that. Yeah. Um, she, she did that they all do it, a long don't they, time for Christmas. ago. Natalie Cassidy's apparently trying to lose weight at the moment, uh, presumably to bring out another diet video. I'm assuming. Because most of them do. I don't the last know if she work. will. I don't know if she will. Well, Although, she you know, the thing is, the people. Somebody out. like Natalie Cassidy, um, everybody likes her because she's just like, you know, the girl next door type person. Like she's two all of the girls there. next door. <laughs> You are terrible, that poor girl. <laughs> and, you know, she she tries her best. She goes through the whole trials and tribulations that everybody else does. She has her... her uh, OK, the, the difference with her is that she's in the public eye, therefore she's able to go and film a video and make some kind of money out of it. But at the same time, it just goes to show that if you don't keep with the diet or you don't keep with healthy eating, you're just going to put the weight back on again. Um, no. And I think that's probably what happened to her. You're supposed it? to educate your stomach to accept less. Mm-hmm. And that's it for the rest of your life. Not, oh, I'll do this now, lose the weight, then I'll go and eat fish and chips. It doesn't work like that. No, I mean, I've done that before. Yeah. I've done that thinking, oh, great, I've lost a whole lot of weight. And then yeah. I think, oh, I can have well, I can this, eat I can have I that. Want. And then before I know where I am, <laughs> it's got gone back on again. No. And then you sit there and you think, how did that happen? And then you like think, don't be an idiot, you know how that happened. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I do think that you she... You can have anything in moderation. Well, yes, but, you know, the thing is, though, she had, had, well, she, lots of people have things going on in their life, and an awful lot of people, especially women, turn to food um, as a comfort, um, turn to food or drink as a comfort. So when they've got a crisis and not feeling that great about themselves, they they think, well, I'll have something to eat. 
Um, and, and that's what happens. And you have to have huge willpower in order not to let that happen. Or yeah. just say, I'll only have one glass of wine, I'll only have one bag of crisps. But you know it's not possible, is it, for people? No, but I some people I think it's anybody possible. who's on a diet at the moment will be shouting into the radio, it's not possible. Well, I think it is possible. I think, but you Imagine have... Imagine sitting there and you go, right, we've got a, we've got a packet of crisps, you can just have two of those, OK, and that's it. Well, I do that. Oh, do you? Yes, I, I, oh, I can, I'm one of these people that could have a Mars bar in the fridge, mm. cut it in half, have half of it, yeah. and then put it away and maybe have the other half the next week. No. Yes, absolutely. Really? Yes, I could. You stingy meanie. And, you, you know, I quite regularly have... <laughs> no, it's not... It's not. I'm just trying to, you know... You're just trying to week out a Mars yeah, bar, aren't just, you? It's got nothing to do I'm with the diet. I'm just trying to... But, you know, like, a, like crisps, I'll have half a bag of crisps. Because sometimes no. all I want... Sometimes all I want is the taste. And if I have the taste, then that's me happy. I fold it back up and I put it in the cupboard. And then I'll... In fact, last night I had a bag of crisps that I'd opened up um, the couple of days before. 1984. Yeah. And uh, she decided to have another one. <laughs> but that's all you need is the taste. And if you can do that, seeing that, though, the older I get, I'm not so good at doing it. I used to be great at doing it. It used to be... In my cupboards at home, there used to be half bags of everything lying around. Now it's not so much like that because I have to admit... I kind of think, think, oh, just finish the whole bag or finish the whole chocolate bar. But that's like going out for a meal and, and you go out with a friend and you go, I tell you, what, I'll, ha- I'll, I'll have a portion of chips. Do you want some chips? And they go, no, I'll just have some of yours. Oh, I, go, I hate no, that. I don't want you to have any of mine because I want the whole portion. Oh, yeah. Well, and they go, well, I could need a whole portion. Well, then don't, don't have chips. I'm not having you picking up my chips. I don't mind it if it's something that I'm not that bothered about eating, but something yeah. like, say, a bag of chips, maybe something you don't actually have that often, or yeah. something in particular that you're really looking forward to, mm. and then somebody turns around and says, oh, I'll, I'll just have some, can I have some of yours? And, of course, you're then <laughs> made to feel stingy and bad for saying no, but then you just think, well, go and buy your own. Yeah. It's like people who want to drink your drinks or if you're at work or something like that and eat your food and drink you've got your s- drinks you know you know if you've got like a can there and somebody's gonna have some of your, of your juice or uh, you, no, but you, like people coming out to you if, if you've actually got a cigarette you've got a spare cigarette you go no i bought a packet of 20 there's 20 in here exactly. of course it's not a spare not a cigarette spare go they away they, they, strap one to the end and say there's your spare cigarette exactly oh look there's an, oh look i've got an extra one how yeah. lucky it's like, it's like somebody know. says can i can i buy a cigarette off you, you go yeah three pounds and they go sorry you get three pounds I'm not paying three pounds. Well, you are just said, can you buy a cigarette? I'm telling you what the cost. <laughs> yeah. Stupid yeah. people, honestly. Go and buy your own. I hate people But people like do that. think, some, pe- some people in particular think that they can, I'm sure none of them ever go and buy lunch or anything like that because they go around and eat everybody else's. Yes. Oh, I know people like that. Yeah, I'll have a bit of yours, I'll have a bit of yours and I'll have a drink yes. of your Coke or whatever and uh, that's it. Oh, I've saved myself yeah. four quid. I don't have to go and buy lunch. I don't want to mention any names <laughs> here but there's quite a number of people. <laughs> I can imagine there will be. <laughs> eating it. And I'm quite generous actually. I mean, I, I give, you know, if yeah. food comes in for me, I generally give it away. I mean, you've just given me two tea biscuits. How generous is that? Exactly. But uh, I'm also going to give you a bill but uh, it's going <laughs> to come with a discount so you're all right on that one. Very Quickly, 84850, uk, and uh, Warren, I think it's Warren, yes, it is Warren, actually, uh, just to say, last night, the outgoing Mayor of Richmond, Helen Lee Parsons, chose as her last social engagement to attend the final night of the St Mary Drama Group production of Deck Chairs, and the Mayor mentioned on stage that Twickenham and Richmond was rich in amateur dramatics, and one of her mayoral year highlights was experience the many Amdram productions which are in the area. So, good for you. A few musical celebrities spotted at last night's final night. Mick Avery of the Kinks and Pete French of Atomic Rooster. Which was tomorrow night, wasn't it? They said, and at long last, Twickenham's music heritage site commemorated the many greats that began their careers in the 1960s on Eel Pie Island, including the Rolling Stones, the Who, 
Eric Clapton, Rod Stewart. That's now completed and open for all to see opposite the Barmy Arms pub. They finally got that bit of the river sorted out down at Richmond. And yesterday, because of the rugby, the Barmy Arms must have coined it yesterday. They must have taken at least 25,000. Easy, just in one day. They were packed solid for most of the day because it was a game that didn't, I think, kick off till about 5.15. It's uh, Steve Allen. It's Sunday morning. Morning, everybody. 26 minutes to uh, 10 is the time. Uh, David says, I'm stuck at work by myself and not feeling very well, which your banter is keeping me going. That's good. Uh, John says, why do you want to watch Spring and Port Wine? Because it's fantastic kitchen sink drama. Fantastic kitchen sink drama. It's brilliant. Uh, 8 for 850. It's a bit of a legal wrangling. A lot of people are telling me over why it's not been produced. It's such a shame, isn't it, really? Uh, Steve from Dubai, 38 degrees... Oh, yeah, too hot. Far too hot, isn't it? Yeah. The, the Dubai Marina, which is OK looking at water. The trouble is there's nothing to do in Dubai, is there? I've never been. Oh, it's, a, it's a building site. I mean, you can watch them building an apartment next to you and the, the other side of you and in front of you and everywhere else. The only reason I want to go, I think it's in one or two years' time, they're having one of these, um, I think it's DreamWorks, who make Shrek. Oh, yeah. And they're going to have, like, a Shrek theme park type thing. And that's the only Why reason I want to go. Why on earth would you want to go to a Shrek oh, theme park? Oh, because I love Shrek, because I love oh, Disney. You... Disney's my favourite, and I love oh, yeah. all of that. I love going to, <laughs> to Disney World, and so therefore I know that they're building something similar, but DreamWorks oh. over there, so that would be the only reason. Oh, I love Shrek, don't you? I don't want to go to a Shrek theme park, no. Oh, That's like yeah, going to a imagine. Jordan theme park. Oh, don't be... Oh, how can you compare Shrek and Jordan? I mean, well, exactly, Shrek I mean, I mean the, only, the only ride it would have would be the Bouncy Castle. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that wasn't my gag, that was the producer's. <laughs> I, I didn't think quick enough on that one. <laughs> Luckily, his, his mind is fairly empty at the moment. I was about to say, I can believe that was his, actually. <laughs> he, I think he went to see a magician a short while ago, and the magician looked at me and said, make your mind empty. I went, that was fast. <laughs> and uh, I said, well, he's starting from zero anyway. Uh, Steve, I've just moved house and bought a number of household goods. Do you think if I give the receipts to my local MP, I'll be reimbursed? No, but there's a very good chance, Steve, in Bath, that he'll be claiming them uh, for himself. Yeah, yeah, Dreadful, exactly. Isn't it? Yes, it is. It really <laughs> is. As I say... Um, when we went to, uh, when I was in, in Glasgow, um, in Edinburgh this week, it was the same there. They had the, the whole thing, all the local papers, the main Glasgow and Edinburgh Times, all had the same stories yes. um, about it. So it doesn't really matter where you are. Yeah. But, it, but it's amazing how this has run and run. I mean, it's almost like somebody has opened up a book and they're listing it as every single thing that they've ever claimed for. Mm. And you look at some of it and you think, and you're telling us... And you're coining it. I'm not saying it's illegal, because it's quite clear not, because they've all voted for it. But it's just the fact you don't expect your MP to have done it. I mean, uh, to be honest with you, I think that um, if you find out it's your MP who's been doing this, you, you, you just don't vote them in again. Well, the elections are coming up soon, aren't they? There yes. are local elections coming up And European elections. I got so... my card through, which is very nice. Yeah, I got mine through, actually. I quite like voting. I always think it's quite a... I always feel quite important. Oh, I always go and vote. Yeah, I never don't vote. I can't bear people who say, oh, I didn't like that thing. Well, change it. Yeah. The only way you can change it is by going out to vote, I'm afraid. Uh, 84850, steve at Joe says, I would love to pick at your chips. You make me laugh. I'm a bit down at the moment. I'm not sharing my chips. <laughs> I haven't my chips. chips. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Avril says, tablet for Steve. It's pure sugar. Well, you don't know what tablet it is. What, is, what was the tablet you bought me? Yes, it, is, it would have been pure sugar, but oh, it, you know, I've given you so many things in the past that you've eaten that tried to kill sugar. me, Avril. Okay, actually, I want this on record. I'm trying to see you off, <laughs> but you do eat... You're, you're actually better. I remember the days when I used to come in here and there was more sugar on that desk than there is, you know, in yes. the cane. Um, but y you're better. Oh, I'm much better. You're better. You're much better. better. Much better. Although I made a mistake with a car the other day. I put, I put windscreen wash in the coolant bottle. 
Oh, did you? I know. I was having a bit of a stupid moment. And how <laughs> did that work to, out? Well, we just had to keep pouring water in to make it uh, bubble out. Over. You've eaten all those, have you now? Had enough of those. You want to go on to the next ones? Fine. And uh, actually, upstairs in my bag, there are two Victoria sponges, some fruitcake, and some apple pies, if you fancy those. I bring in stuff just here. Because Marks and Spencer are selling at the moment two um, Victoria sponges for three quid. Really? pound fifty. You can't make them for that price. So I, th- I think that's actually quite quite. But you good. wouldn't want two, would you? Oh yeah, I like a Victoria sponge. You mean not two Victoria? No, not two. Admittedly, no, it's ridiculous. Uh, Steve, would you ask Susan what her uh, opinion of Benidorm is? Shrek is Universal, not not Disney. Oh, it, n- is it? Oh, no. no, it's not Disney. No, I know it's not Disney. I was no. saying it's actually made by DreamWorks. Yes. So it's it's, actually, it's either yeah, it, it's um, a, a Benidorm. I've never been. Never, I've never been. It used to be that it was a real, had a real bad. Isn't that the TV series Benidorm. Oh, I thought you meant as in Benidorm, oh, right, no. as in going to the place. Because no, uh, we were talking about Dubai. Susan, Sp- Susan, Sp- Susan Spence is now the travel clinic on it. Oh right, I was going to say no, Be- uh, Benidorm. No, I never watched it. I never watched it. I have to admit. <laughs> I wonder Although, what you say. No, I've, I've never been there. Yeah, because we were talking I've about Dubai. I thought, oh, Benidorm in Dubai. It's a bit strange. Um, <laughs> no, I never watched it. Although I ha- heard quite a few people um, say that they miss it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I remember it got angst because it was so poor. Did you ever watch it? No, I never watched it. It was a bit bit rude, wasn't it, I think? A little bit rude. A bit too rude for you? A little bit. I mean, I, I mean you know, I'm, I'm not really that interested in rude things mm. on television. I'm a bit, bit sort of old and antiquated, I'm afraid. Uh, Andrew Pearce is with us at 11 this morning, and he's going to be asking whether the scandal over the MP's expenses has put you off going to the polls altogether. He's going to be talking to the founder of Mori. That's uh, Robert Worcester, who'll be giving his view on the knock-on effect at the ballot box, plus your chance to win a trip to Amsterdam. How wise on Andrew Pierce's show. I bet Andrew can tell you all about Amsterdam. <laughs> I bet there's many a canal that he's wandered up there and perhaps, you know, perhaps bought some tulips and, uh, and the art galleries, because he's very into his art, isn't he? I should imagine. So all He'll of that, be up here in a second. He will, I know, that's the trouble. He'll punch your lights well, it, out. It generally takes about half an hour to get up the stairs. Ever since we've taken out the Stanner stairlift, he can't make it any further, <laughs> so he has to be helped down the corridor. So, Andrew, with you at 11. I've got some questions for him as well about the, uh, the Telegraph's coverage, which is good. Gary and Epping's come up to London to go to the London Aquarium. Oh, you'll mm. like that. Do the, actually, if you walk along through the London Aquarium, you can actually go into County Hall. You can go outside. Uh, there's a door at the back that leads you onto the terrace, which is very nice. You can look over the river. And then you can walk along. There's lots of those ghastly living statues. There must be about 30 of them. You know these people who stand there and they've painted themselves grey oh, or yes. green and they stand on yeah. the box and all of a sudden they go and they lean forward. Yeah, and somebody, so there's always somebody, there's a lots. little um, overseas visitor who jumps out the skin when that That's happens. Right. There's, there's yeah. loads of them. And everybody the laughs at them. Different if it was just one or two, but yeah. unfortunately it's not. Yeah. Uh, 84850, uk. It may not be illegal, but they made the rules, says Stephen Harlington. Don't vote, it only encourages them, says Emma Jane and Bracknell. Well, the trouble is that that's... The trouble is... Come on, hands up. Don't tell me that anybody listening has gone through their life without fiddling something. Be it expenses or housing benefits. There's, there's always something you've fiddled. Have you ever jumped a red light? That's illegal. At least what they're doing is legal. It's not nice, and I don't agree with it at all, but we've all done it. I mean, it's sure that even Susan Spence, with her small halo, <laughs> has done something in her life that you think, I hope nobody finds out about that. Maybe. See, there you go. I'll admit it. I'll admit that I have, in the past, fiddled my expenses. Well, I think everybody... I've got to be drummed out the I was about now. to say, yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> now, if you've got in mind, you don't put any expenses in for here, because I was about to say, if you no. were to, they'd now go through them with a fine-tooth comb. Don't have any expenses. No, you don't do no. that, do you? you just... 
you know, invoice well, for your show or just whatever it is. For the show and that's yeah, it. No, that's I don't. It. I haven't had expenses since about nineteen, about eighty-three, I think. <laughs> Something like that. Long time ago. Long time ago. <laughs> eight eight five zero. Steve at LBC. What else you got? Um, well. One thing that I wasn't really going to mention the soaps, but I'll do it quickly because okay. I know we'll probably do it on Wednesday when I'm on the phone with you. Um, there is a, there's a piece in the um, in the People today. Now there is one person who you and I, well, I don't know for how many years we've spoken about this, saying it's time to let him go because they just don't give him any storylines in EastEnders. Who? Billy Mitchell. Oh, he's got to go. He's going. Yes, he. Ha- oh, he's going. He's going. Um, according to the People he this morning, up LBC he's being a short axed. while ago. He phoned up LBC. Who did he speak to? He, he phoned somebody. It might have been Anthony. might have been Anthony who he, who he phoned up. He sounded as though he'd had a few shows. it has well, to be said. I think Perry Fennick, you know, he's a, yeah. he's a nice chap and everything else. And, and they're he's dropping a, him. He's a, decent, he's a decent actor, but they haven't given him any storylines, and it's just becoming embarrassing now when you watch him. But why, do you, but why can you not have a character in a soap who is just part of the background? Like a lot of people in Emmerdale were in it for years, but they just made up the crowd. Well, they could do that with him, but they don't seem to. They always seem to put him from one, stumble from one disaster to the other. Mm. And he always gets himself even more involved. Uh, it, it, you know, he tries to sort something and then it goes even worse. Like what's happening at the moment with this whole Jay storyline and everything else. Right. I mean, you just think, oh, for heaven's sake, put the, put the guy out of his misery. Um, and it looks as if they're doing that, that he's now going to, his contract won't be end, uh, be renewed at the end of the year and, and he's out. Um, I think it's a shame for Perry Fennick, but I think it should have happened a long time ago, and I think yeah. it would have been better for him, because then he would have been able to go into you know, another show or something, but it's quite difficult if you've been a soap actor in one soap for so long. But I think maybe he oh. might, I don't know whether he'd do theatre or something like that. Um, but I think that's probably the right... He's married to Angela Lonsdale, who used to be in Coronation Street years ago. She was married to Curly. Uh, Curly Watts, oh, remember? Right. Yes, yes, um, yes. And, and they were at the, um, the British Soap Awards the other night in the, in the audience... Um, but I do think it's probably the best thing to, to happen. That um, kickstart he needs. There's also a piece in, in here, the same piece that um, Barbara Windsor has spoken about, um, the the soaps and about the concern over how the financial cuts are affecting uh, all mm. the different types of soaps. It's quite a nice piece, actually. It's quite worth reading that. Um, and also Daryl from Coronation Street and Amber, they're being axed as well. Oh, blimey. Bit of a shame, actually. I think they'd make a nice little couple. On the but... other hand, we've always said it works the same. Radio stations, TV stations, you keep the hardcore of people and then you mix and match around that, mm. hoping to find that you know the right formula. It's gone on for years. It's nothing new. No, but I think they're also, you know, I think the current climate it's affecting soaps as well and how they produce yes they're, they're yeah. trying to make so many episodes in sh- such a short space of time they mm. don't have the time to you know to make fantastic television and do all the sweeping shots and all that kind of thing and spend time doing retakes they just it's so like Barb, get it so out do you think if barbara turned around and said listen i wasn't happy can we do that bit again they went no it looked fine yeah i think that's they would I go with think that. that's how it works whereas in the early days it'd been like okay well like you could do that differently yes yeah. let's try that or let's try it this but way, i've always thought that was now. quite clever you sit around they spent ages setting up a shot we went some of the other day we had to go and drop something off in Ealing. We went to the top of the hill. Mm-hmm. It's quite posh up there. There's yes, some, it is. Some very mm. posh houses. Yeah. And I didn't know the person there was a friend of mine going to drop a, a birthday present off. And uh, they were filming in one of the houses there. And there must have been 40 people sitting outside doing nothing at all. And you think, well, it's not a very big house they're filming in. They've got the lights up. And, and you think, all these people sit around. I remember years ago... Uh, a presenter on LBC, Steve Jones, got the Variety Club Award for Radio Personality of the Year, mm. which is a very nice thing to... And I have st- still got my speech ready if anybody wants to hear it. 
you know, which I've had for about the past 20 years. But uh, when they came into filming for the BBC, I think there were ten people came in to film a little bit with him doing his programme. They had three women doing continuity sitting on the floor with clipboards. And you think, what do all these people do? You want to come into the real world of radio, where a ten-minute programme lasts ten minutes. Ten minutes of television... Can, you know, you've only got to look at the end credits on these programmes. Country file on the BBC. A bigger waste of money you've never seen. They must have about 15 presenters. Yeah. There must be 40 people at least working on that programme. You know, it's just ridiculous. What a waste. But even if you do, I mean, sometimes I do some extra work on commercials and things, and that you wouldn't believe. Mm. Um, it's just amazing the amount of people they have for one teeny-weeny advert. Exactly. It's ridiculous. I mean, how, times, how many times can you advertise haggis, for God's sake? <laughs> anyway, 14 <laughs> minutes to, uh, to 10. Morning, every 13 minutes to 10. It's Steve Allen. Do you know, I keep so many bits of paper in my wallet at the moment. Years ago, I used to keep a... I used to have a clear-out at the end of each week. I would throw out that, and I've now got so many different vouchers for different places, saying, you know, free bag of earth. <laughs> and I bought some lovely plants the other day. I can't remember what they're called, but whatever they are, they're trailing. And I've never seen them before, and I was showing a man, because I went to the farmer's market in Twickenham yesterday, just to get a couple of things. So I bumped into this man, and he said, I listen to your show. I said, look, I've just bought these plants. I'm so proud. I said, bought three of them, four of them. And they were three for a fiver and or two quid each. And so I bought them, and they're trailing. I've now got to decide where I'm putting them. I've got nowhere mm. to put them at the moment. But I will. But I will. 84850, uk. Very quickly. Um, another one here. Uh, this... Oh, let me sorry. Uh, million... No, it's not Million Bells, Warren. Million Bells is very... Have you ever seen Million Bells? No. It's like a trailer, but it has... It produces flowers all the time. And I got it last year, and I wanted one particular colour, and I didn't get it. And I'm... T- taking your advice, Warren, I'm not doing the hanging baskets just yet. Not doing them just yet. Uh, Steve Isaac says they're supposed to be uh, completely accountable. Oh, you don't believe that old rubbish, do you? Goodness sake. Have you seen how much they spent on their canteen at the House of Commons? I mean, they spent a fortune. A for- they're a law unto themselves. You vote them in. Rob says, if all our laws were framed in such a way that we didn't actually break the law, just broke the spirit of the law, nobody would ever get arrested. You don't think anybody's going to be arrested over this, do you? I promise you now, nobody will be arrested over this. They're, they're investigating various, but Shahid Malik has stepped down to... He will not be found guilty. Everything has been done legally. They're not, they might have been forgetful, but being forgetful, and you and I know what the meaning of forgetful is, it's never going to happen. No, it's not. I mean, one or two people may, may lose their jobs over this, but, you know, nobody's going to be, you know, arrested or done for it. No. They're, all they're going to be doing, they're, they're, I mean, like Hazel Blears, who's quite balmy mad, I'm afraid, holding out the £13,000 check she's... But that's all they'll do. They'll milk it for publicity. People go, oh, that's all right, they've given the money back. Mm. It's not going to make any difference at all, unfortunately, because that's it. Oh, Benidorm was rubbish. There oh, really? Go. Who says that? Uh Isaac again. Quite a few people. It's funny. I think you people were divided. I think that was its problem uh, was because uh, some people absolutely loved it and other people thought it was hideous. Yeah. Um, there was nothing in between. So therefore they didn't pick up any of the floaters who would maybe normally watch a programme. Yeah. Because it was just either one thing or the other. Wilkinson's do, do pick and mix, says Terry. Well, not in ours, they don't. No. No. They don't in our one either. No. I quite like it because I like the music they play in... In Wilkinson's. <laughs> God, I know I it's awful. You've it? just you, said that live on air. Yeah, but you go into a shop and you hear certain music being played. And you think that's nice. I like that. And they were playing all sorts of sixties stuff. And so it, ma- it made me wander. I didn't buy anything. It just made me wander around more. I just have a place in Hounslow <laughs> called Wheelhouse because they used to do the most bizarre stuff. Bizarre stuff. Uh, the highlight 
of my month in Cyprus was to watch Nathan Morley reading the news. Please ask him what's going on with that hair. Maybe, well, I don't know, I haven't seen his hair, so I've got no idea. doesn't take it off, does it? And I haven't done a, a duck tour before. Have you ever done a duck tour? No. Do you know what it is? No. This is the, uh, you pick it up round by the wheel, the big uh, mm-hmm. British Airways wheel, and it's an amphibious craft, and it's a boat, but it's on wheels. So it goes along the road, and then at a certain point in the Thames, it goes straight down a ramp and straight onto the Thames, and you float around the Thames. Oh, that sounds nice. It's good, isn't it? Yeah. We like that idea, like that idea. Warren says, when doing your baskets, don't forget to put in a slow-release pellet. Yeah, they're going to do that for me. And you're right, with the wind we've had recently, it's dreadful. It's ripped stuff to shreds. Mm, really not, bad. Not been very nice at all. Uh, Cheryl Gascoigne says, ex-hubby Paul may not have fully conquered his booze and behavioural problems. Well, of course he hasn't. Once an alcoholic, always an alcoholic. You don't, uh, you don't ever stop being an alcoholic. Unfortunately, it only takes one drink and you're back on it. I'm afraid. As simple as that. Let uh, me ask you something. Oh, you it's not the, the BA wheel anymore, so No, Warren. it's not. It's, what is it? it? No, it's not. They don't sponsor it anymore. Oh, not? I think it's just the, the London Eye, Oh, I'm it? so sorry. I've given them publicity. Yeah. <laughs> i take that back immediately. Um, I don't think it happened that long ago, though, so yeah. I suppose. Um, who would you think would play Frank Sinatra in the story of his life? Have you read this this morning? No. Right. They're, who would play Sinatra? They're talking about two movies, because obviously it's a Cannes Film Festival at the moment, so um, they're talking about different movies, and one of them is Scorsese's um, story of Sinatra. Yeah. Um, lots of people hotly tipped to play Sinatra. Anyth- anybody that you think? Who would we think make no a good idea. Frank Sinatra? You know, Who would play Frank Sinatra? They'll start young and then they'll go old. Oh, I've got no idea. I really wouldn't have the faintest idea. Well, Give some of the clue. names... Some of the names... Okay. Well, some of the names being tipped are George Clooney, um, yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio, Harry oh. Connick Jr. Oh, yeah, well, Harry Connick, yeah. And Justin Timberlake. Oh, dear. But the one that Justin apparently Timber. is the one that's standing out yeah, is. Um, is Jamie Foxx. Who? Jamie Foxx. Which is the one, the doctor? Ray Charles. Oh, he played... Yeah. Played Ray... Ch- he's black. Yeah, he's a black actor. You, well, you can't play you're Frank abs- Sinatra. Well, that's what a lot stupid. of people are saying, but they're saying because he did so well at playing Ray Charles... No, um, Frank Sinatra was white. Well, exactly. I'm sorry. This is political correctness gone barmy. Well, that's, that's what... He's the hot favourite So are you so saying far. that? Well, actually, I'm, I'm going to nominate myself. I, I'm going to play Nelson Mandela. Mm. <laughs> And I quite like to play Michael Jackson. Because people would be up in arms. What do you mean, a white person playing that? Well, it doesn't work the other way around. You cannot have a black actor playing Sinatra. Don't be so stupid. Yes, of course, which period of Michael Jackson's life would Steve Allen be playing? But that's equally balmy. Yeah. It's like, you know, a black father Christmas. He was white, as far as I remember. Well, there's quite, quite a few of the papers this morning um, about that. And also, uh, Gemma, um, I think is, is Artetan, who used to be, he was in the James Bond film and done various things. She was in St Trinian's. Oh. She's tipped for the lead in uh, Wuthering Heights. Really? Yeah. Oh, do you yeah. know what's coming onto the stage? Anna Friel is doing, uh, she's playing Holly Golightly. Oh, is she? In Breakfast at Tiffany's. Oh, I could see her doing that. Yes, I could see that yeah. as well. Whether it's Survive in London, I don't know. No, Whether or not, it's, moment, it's it? a little bit tough, I think, for people to try and keep shows going and actually mm. get things uh, actually up and running. It costs a fortune to get shows up and running. It really does. Um, yeah, I've had a look at that Spring and Port wine. It's, uh, it's a video, and uh, any of the DVDs are copies of the video, and they're not worth buying, I'm afraid. 
Uh, Andy says, Susan has just confirmed how balmy the Scots are. Salad cream sandwiches along with deep-fried Mars bars. Do you know, it's funny, actually. Sounds gorgeous. um, (laughs) (laughs) Deep-fried Mars bars. I was doing some stuff in Scotland in the week, and I went to interview somebody in a chip shop. As balmy as that sounds, there was a reason for it. And uh, never, never, ever do they get anybody, whether they're Scottish or what nationality, Asking. asking for it. The only people they get are people from either England or people from overseas saying, can I have a deep-fried Mars bar? And they say, no, we don't do that. And we've never done that, and we don't know why people ask for it. <coughs> Sorry, the excitement of... I was just trying to think about it. <laughs> yeah. Good, yes. Because presumably you've got to dip the Mars bar in the... Batter. In the batter. Yeah. Sorry, no, in, in, in the... Yeah. yeah, in the flour, then in the batter. Yeah, in the batter, oh, so it sticks. Blimey. I actually think deep-fried Mars bars are something that really came from the Midlands, mm-hmm. um, because my brother lives in Leicester, and that's something that you can get in a in a chip shop there is really? deep-fried Mars bars. <coughs> but I not in I Scotland. I love beef burgers in batter. Oh yes, beef burger in batter. You cannot. Oh, it's just wonderful. The batter and the beef burger just go so well. Hamburger supper when you go oh, up north. That's absolutely. Dear. That's always what I have. And the other thing I used to have years ago, which I haven't had for a long time now, is is a doner kebab. Ugh, yuck, disgusting things, with a portion of chips and wrap the meat round the chip. That Wrapped was even better. Ch- yeah. Oh, yeah, I don't have do the that. donut kebab that's got the salad stuff because it sits in a washing up bowl and I don't like the look of they it. They do that. There's a particular name for that because they do that whenever I go to, to um, any of the Greek islands because obviously quite you're happy to have one because that's there yeah. nice and fresh. And they have that. There's a name. It begins with a G and they wrap mm. red chips around it. Can't Delicious. It's cold. But yes, very nice. Oh, it's lovely. Very the nice. combination of the meat and that. But you only have it when you've had a few drinks. Mm. De- deep fried ice cream is best, says Warren. Deep fried ice cream. I've heard of that, but I've never tasted it. Well, how does it. that state it? Mind you, my mother used to make um, baked Alaska. Yeah, that's right. And that was, you've just got to make sure it's all covered with the, the foamy stuff. You have to protect the inside quite well before yeah. you're able to do it. Oh, right. Yeah. But deep fried, no, but I'm sorry, a, a beef burger in batter with a oh, portion delicious, of chips. Oh, delicious, delicious. You can't beat yeah, actually. In fact, yeah. I could eat it now. Yeah. Yeah, lots of salt and vinegar, yeah. and yeah, it's I really they actually nice. do it at Costco. If you remember at Costco, they do little individual shepherd's pies. Ooh. Delish. Well, like a shepherd's Really pie. nice. Well, like a shepherd. Maybe with real shepherds, which is very, very nice. Um, have you seen the website, <laughs> thisiswhyyourefat.com? <laughs> Not very nice. So, oh, there is actually... arteries are hardened. Oh, right. Well, actually, Joe, funny enough, you know, I talk about all this stuff, but as most people are telling you, I hardly ever eat it. No. I hardly ever eat it. I'm, not, I'm really actually very, very good. I certainly wouldn't eat a deep-fried Mars bar. I would have fish and chips occasionally. I wouldn't have it every week, but I might have it... Oh, my God, fathers. It's a gyro. Look at that. Lards. Deep-fried lard balls topped with sugar. Donut fries. Donut French fries. Oh, look at that one. That's nice, isn't it? A a corn roll tamale in a hot dog bun covered with chilli and topped with onions. Oh, that looks nice. Fried hamburger meat, steak or sausages with French fries and sauce. Delicious. Oh, how lovely. Oh, that one looks nice. Monte Cristo, deep-fried ham, turkey, American and Swiss cheese sandwich with raspberry preserves and topped with powdered sugar. I think basically you can <laughs> it's, you can do anything if you stick it in a deep-fat fryer. <sighs> I think you can. We, we, we aren't ordering, by the way, in case you think we've got a menu for a yeah. restaurant here. These are the things that... I mean, I do watch. I was watching people yesterday because we had the rugby on and they came down from Leicester. And it has to be said that there was a... You know, because we, we see the rugby crowds, they seem to be bigger people from Leicester coming down to play. Much bigger. But they were all buying... Oh, that looks... Still, go back, go back, go back, go back. That's the one. Fried potato, bangers, rashers, eggs and mushrooms. Fried you potato, s- that's actually potato scone. You get them in Scotland. Oh, is it? I should have brought you some of them back. Oh, see, I like fried bread. 
Yeah, well, you'd love a potato scone. I love fried bread. I have it about once a month, and I, c- I can't do anything yeah. for the day. Yeah. It's a gyro. The, the, the Greek thing with the wrapped in chips is a, a gyro. gyro. Look at this gyro. one. Duck foie gras wrapped in bacon and baked in a puff pastry loaf. Yeah, that looks horrible. Disgusting, yeah, isn't that it? that doesn't look nice. Shan't be eating that no, today, we'll then. Let's go and have a hot dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we have to go. We have to go. <laughs> Susan Spence, thank you. You're welcome. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you very much. And when do we talk, we talk to you on... Um, uh, Wednesday morning, yeah. Wednesday morning. Mm. Excellent. Thank you very much indeed for that. You're welcome. Have a nice day. Uh, coming up very shortly, news at ten. After that, Darren will be answering all your questions. And uh, I'll also tell you as well... Well, in fact, we will have a chat to Andrew Pierce in about half an hour. I have to ask him that burning question. How much did you pay for all that information? I've got to ask him. He probably won't answer, but I'm going to ask on LBC. Morning, everybody. It's Steve Allen's Sunday Breakfast. Our thanks to Susan Spence back with us on Wednesday on the programme. Actually, if you want to hear about healthy eating, Gina Yashere will be talking healthy eating on In Conversation because she's got this illness and she eats dry. She can actually... It's, 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 it's called cooked, but she doesn't cook anything. It's all raw food. But it, it sounds delicious and it's very popular in America, which is where she resides at the moment. So, all you have to do is podcast Gina Yashere. And if you go to lbc.co.uk, all the details are on there. News coming up at 10 o'clock, and then we're going to sort out all your gadget questions. Oh, yes, we are. Morning, everybody. Coming up to five minutes past ten. It's quite a nice day, actually, in Leicester Square. If it's nice where you are, it's probably raining, actually, buckets. Phil and I in Lechmore Heath were invited to the recently refurbished Alexander Pope pub in Twickenham. It was known as the Pope's Grotto. Good design, good food, good fun. You should try it out. Well, certainly not. I live in the area. I'm a local celebrity and they didn't invite me, so not getting any publicity from me at all. Uh, Martin says, I'm trying to educate my stomach to accept less. Uh, yes, it's a very good gag. Thank you very much indeed for that one. Uh, you can download Spring and Port Wine on the Fileshare network. No, you can't. <laughs> no, can. you can't. You can, but it's, it's totally illegal. illegal. And <laughs> if they find out, they'll turn your computer off. <laughs> so don't do that. Oh, it's sunshine and showers this afternoon. Fantastic. Just thought I'd tell you that now. Lovely. Uh, Darren Tossel's with us. Morning. Uh, we have... We do know about Mrs Kibble's old sweet shop in Brewer Street, don't we? It's one of the ones that does mm. all those uh, pear drops. Remember pear drops? You know, honestly... Oh, when you look no, at how many more sweets. No, but do you remember... I had a whole box delivered from a quarter of, and, and there was everything in it, including the flying saucers with the sherbet in and all that kind of stuff. Absolutely delicious. It turns out the man who owns the company is a big LBC fan. So that's good news, isn't it? And um, another one here. You talk about diets, says Mark, but you haven't mentioned the previous programme where Jeannie Yashere being interviewed said she went from 18 to 10 stone by eating raw food. Uh, I did mention it. I have mentioned it. So I said you have to go and podcast to hear all about her diet because she used to be huge, but she's lost an awful lot of weight. Actually, if you look up raw vegan diet... Raw that's, vegan diet. Yeah, that's a way. But she makes food, and she she takes it. She obviously spends a lot of time not cooking, but preparing doing, preparing mm. this food. And it, she said it's really, really good. Yeah. Uh, Dan says, "Did you get your eight thousand pound television in Kingston? Would LBC be picking up?" Shh. Don't listen. I've put it through as food for guests. Right. Well, if you, you it's not a television. It on your Twitter page. <laughs> Although on my Twitter page, yeah, that's where I read that you'd bought it. <laughs> Yes, well, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Not my sort of thing. Anyway, we have uh, lots of your questions for uh, for Darren. Thank you, Yvonne, from Epsom as well. Uh, that stall in Epsom that sells plants at very reasonable prices. Well, I'm, Paul Cooper's sorting me out at the moment, I think. Uh, 8 for 850, steve at lbc.co.uk. aeroplanes on Epsom Downs Racecourse. No, 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 no idea. Aircraft. Oh. As a child, we used to go up there for a day out, watch all the planes. Oh. 
Sasha says, I left a church that maintained, if you're gay, come in, get a healing. <laughs> exactly. Crackers, I'm afraid. If you're gay, you're God-created. Because Nick Ferrari was saying on his programme earlier on, uh, he spoke to some girl whose, whose, parent, whose mother was a lesbian, and he said, I, I'm sure I'd heard that uh, the children who were in same-sex relationships ended up mimicking their, the two people. Did he say that, or did he put that as an argument that well, some people no, might say? I don't well, think Nick so, would say that. Would well, he? then some other bloke came on and said, no, you said you're absolutely wrong. He said that's not the case. Because otherwise, it means if you're gay and you were the straight couple, you'd turn out being straight, wouldn't you? In I was theory? shouting in the radio, and where do you think gay people come from? Straight people. They don't come from gay people, do they? Uh, 84850. Sasha, thank you for that. Very much indeed. Right, here we go. First question uh, from uh, John in Shepparton. Your start of a ten. Morning, Steve. <laughs> yes. Can you ask why my super anti-spyware scans for 17 hours when it normally scans for two to three? Spyware? W-E-A-R? Yeah. Yes, not how you spell it, but never mind. No. 17 W-A-R-E. hours? Um, well, Have I got this? Yeah, but it doesn't take 17 hours to scan. doesn't even take two hours. What I would do is make sure you close all your other software down first, restart the scan. If it takes a long time again, uninstall the software, reinstall it after you rebooted your computer. Yeah. Scan again. If it still <laughs> takes 17 hours, then go and find another piece of software from <laughs> download.com that does the same right. thing. Spybot. Spybot, for example, doesn't take 17 hours. No, you may have a problem with your computer. It may already be infected, so... Maybe that piece of uh, junk stopping the program working properly. Mm. But uh, as I say, reinstall, try again. Right, reinstall. This reinstall. Um, please tell Darren his base box is still working well. Is that from Warren? It, 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 you know, I didn't even need to say anything. <laughs> Do you know, I was going through my old pictures the other day. I want it back, by the way. Oh, he wants it back. Yeah. And, uh, and I discovered some pictures of Warren's garden when it was all open to the public. Not intentionally, it was a police raid. And, uh, <laughs> Watching on Sky News. <laughs> yes, exactly. And, uh, but he said, don't put hanging baskets up just yet, which is not very good indeed. OK, Jean in Cheam turned on my computer this morning and got CMOS, check some error, defaults loaded. What the heck does that mean? That means that the battery on your motherboard, if you've got a desktop computer, yeah. open it up and you see a big board, that's the motherboard. You'll see a little round silver battery means that that's run out. You need to take that out and put a new one in, mm. and then it will stop. OK. You'll probably find also that the time and the date on your computer is wrong as well. That's oh, a sign right. that the, the, the Where is the battery. time and the date on your computer? Well, look at the bottom right-hand side of your screen. Good Lord, it's unbelievable! <laughs> it's, got the, it's got the time on here. How does mean? that work? <laughs> <laughs> You've only just noticed it's got the time. Well, do you know what I managed to do yesterday? I managed, because my, my, my desktop was filling up with little icons, and I wanted to... So, sorry? I bet it was. And I wanted to clear them all off. So I've got a hard drive. Uh, it's my second one. The first one uh, collapsed. And uh, so I've, and I'm able to move my stuff into my hard drive now. I've got no idea how to retrieve it from my hard drive, but it's gone in there. Very impressed. I, there's things I can do now on my computer that, you know, three years ago I couldn't. Turning it on. Turning it on yep. is a bit of a problem. And I'm very good at rebooting the system now. What, but I've switching it on and off? Switching it on and yeah. off. Yeah, but that takes forever. We well, shouldn't do. You put it on. And then it goes, and then you wait, and then the thing comes up, so you click in on which one it is. Then you've got to put in your password, yeah. which in my case is, oh, no, I nearly told you. And then you've got to put in another one, and then it goes on to it. Then you've got to wait while it goes through its thing. Do you know, by that time, I've been out, had something to eat, come back in, and it's still faffing around. But if you've got a lot of icons, it'll slow your computer down. <sighs> Words of wisdom from Mr. Allen. Exactly. Steve Allen's. Uh, clinic for computers that break. John in Beddington says, I've been given a £1,000 40th Ooh. birthday gift to buy a new camera. 
He says, I want to take pictures of wildlife, racing and sport. Pigeons are very fast, aren't they? You want to catch them as they go past. <laughs> Nothing worse than pigeons trying to get into a racing car. Thousand pounds. That's a lot of money. Is it? You could buy a nice camera with that. Um, Chris Cannon... Christodoulou would say it's not a lot of money. Well, no, because his camera's... So... Well, that's his job. I know. And he'd recommend a Nikon. But for wildlife, I'd recommend Canon D40 or a D50. All right. Um, save some money for all the memory cards you're going to have to buy and all the accessories on top. So D40's oh, right. got about, I think, from memory, 10 million pixels. The D50's got 15 million pixels. Like- so you'll be able to uh, produce um, nice big A4, A3 photographs. Mm. £400. What? Basebox. <laughs> £400. <laughs> <laughs> it's the last time we read anything out from you. <laughs> he says it's, his garden's open this year for an evening opening as well. Yeah, I bet Saturday, it is. twenty years we know exactly. Torches supplied. <laughs> Do you know I found another torch the other day? <laughs> really? I'd mention it anyway. So that's my recommendation: Canon D forty or the D fifty, depending how much more you want to spend. And don't forget, reserve some money for lenses as well. If you right. get to do wildlife, you need a nice long zoom lens. Right. Is that because you can get up close to it? No, well, you're not going to be able to get up close to the wildlife, are you? Because it'll fly away, or... So you need something that will take well, you Well, they to... managed to do it with David Attenborough there, <laughs> sitting doing a commentary. <laughs> they can do it for him. Yeah. Half the time he's sitting in a little studio in West London. I know. I yes. suspect so. They didn't half go through it, these people. They were, they were trying to find the other day, on the Attenborough programme, the pride of lions that attack elephants. Yeah. So they don't eat for months, once they've killed an elephant. And they... T- literally, this elephant, because they're, they're, they're quite big... It's <laughs> quite big, you know, bigger, bigger than your average mouse. You know, if you had yeah, elephants only, in the skirting, they'll only get the elephants well, that have got problems, yeah. physical problems. It's survival of the fittest, isn't it? But this you can't run away from the lion. Literally, and... I don't know how thick their hide is. Very... But this this lion was on its back, clinging on. How long did it take to kill it? Well, that they didn't tell you, but they brought it down. And once was it a baby br- or a fully well, grown? it was a medium-sized yeah. one. But I want yeah. to know. I understand when they're killing impala and wildebeest that they get on round its throat and suffocate yeah, it. Yeah. Well, how do you manage that with an elephant, for God's sake? I mean, they're enormous. Well, once it's on the ground, they'll do the same thing. Do you think they just eat it alive? No, they suffocate it. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh. What they Lovely, get? isn't it? Well, it's, it's not really, but I understand I now why they... kill they... your food. I don't eat elephant. <laughs> I've given up ever since I saw the size of the boxes it came home in. It was enormous. I mean, I had to get a pantechnican well, out there. people out there, do you eat elephant, though? Yeah, not me, no, thank no. you very much indeed. Uh, we're beginning to get a problem with the sound on our Sky Plus system. Yes. When viewing a recorded programme on the plasma screen, the sound is sometimes not syncing with the picture. Right, there's a setting on your Skybox yeah. that will adjust the delay on the sound so it matches what you see on your oh, picture. Right. So I can't remember without... I haven't got my Sky Plus box with me at the moment, so I can't remember which setting it is. But if you go into your settings menu... Yeah. Um, what is it? Do you remember what it's marked as? It will be sound under under the sound settings, and you can delay or speed up the sound so it matches what's on the screen. You can play with it so it syncs properly. Oh right! A oh. lot of people don't realise you can do that, and they sit there watching Sky News with a second delay. It's very off-putting. Yes, I, I've had that before. Yeah. My my DVD player was playing. Well, whatever it was, it, how it worked, I've got no idea. But all of a sudden, I'd be watching people talking, and their mouth was moving, but the sound didn't come out uh, until it moved to somebody else, and then a different voice came mm. out. Very very confusing. All right, we'll take a short break. More of your questions in a moment. 84850 Steve at lbc.co.uk. Derek says, sadly, Benidorm is back in production at the moment. Dreary. And Eunice Stubbs has joined the cast. Do you know, LBC used to have a list... I must tell you this, because it's quite funny. We used to have a list of people years ago who were banned from LBC. And the reason was, they were either banned if they worked for another radio station, so you couldn't do an interview with anybody on Radio 1, not that you would, but... uh, And actors and actresses were banned if they cancelled interviews. Uh, so, in other words, you would send a car out, the car would sit outside, nobody would appear, so they would phone the, the person, 
and they would go, oh, sorry, I can't make it today. So you'd paid for the car to go out there, and Eunice Stubbs was on our list for some reason, because she, she'd cancelled a couple... And if you only had to cancel two interviews, and they never bothered again, because they worked on the assumption that it, it was costing a small fortune. So uh, glad to see... She, she must be 60... Something, wasn't she? She's going into Benidorm. Love to see what she's doing. I loved her as Aunt Sally. 84850stevedlbc.co.uk. It's Steve Allen Sunday Breakfast. 84850stevedlbc.co.uk. Loads to do in Dubai. Michael Bublé for Sinatra. Say Alan and Joyce. Yeah, could be, could be. I can't think of anybody else, actually, at the moment. Uh, another one here. Oh, I've just lost it, actually. No, again. Can you ask your gadget man, says Tessa, to solve this one for me? I keep getting internet script error messages on my PC desktop, and I don't know how to get rid of them. Hello? I'm just thinking about that. Oh, right. She says, I have already disabled the notification about every script error tool, but to no avail. I'm using Windows Vista. And it's got, you know, do you want to continue running scripts on this page and stuff like yeah, that? Yeah, well, the what script... What do you do with these things? You, like, you've given, I've got this question here, it's, and it actually tells you that the programme that it's having problems with is the BT Broadband desktop programme. Yes. Which is the BT Help tool. So what I would do is go into the Start menu, find the BT Help tool, mm. uninstall it if it allows you to. If it doesn't do that, go to Add and Remove Programmes and uninstall it that way. Right. Reboot your computer and see if you still get the same problems. OK. If not... As it's a BT issue, pre- I presume we're on BT Broadband, give their technical support to yes. call. Are they based in this country, their technical um, support? Probably not. No, they're based in Mumbai or something. Although the but, last time I spoke to Mumbai, and I hate it, if your computer goes wrong, the next time it goes wrong, I'm throwing it out. I've decided I'm going to have to buy another one. Kate says, can you ask your gadget man the following question? We have a Toshiba external drive which we use for data backup. It's about four years old and has stopped working. The blue power light's on and all the connections appear OK, but it's stopped making the humming noise. Can it be repaired or can the data be recovered? Uh, so many options to try. It may be the problem with the power supply. I had that recently. Where this exact same thing happened. And it was She's got actually, the blue light on. I got the light on, but it wouldn't actually boot up. So maybe the power supply is not supplying enough power. Right. You can recover the data, but it can be very expensive if you send it off to someone to be repaired. Um, again, go to Toshiba's website. It won't be covered by a guarantee, unfortunately. Not after four years. But what it's saying, though, is using it as an external backup, which makes you think, though, that we still have the original data on your computer. Yeah. So, quite honest with you, external hard drives are so cheap now. Yeah, but if you've got loads of stuff on there... Yeah, but you're, it's a backup, so the original oh, should right. still be on your computer. Right. If you're using an external backup just as a... I've destroyed all I know you have. I yes. know. Yeah. Did you know that? Yes. Yeah. I, know, yes. I transferred everything to my hard drive and thought, don't need it again. Yeah. And then oh. it broke. <laughs> well, I've just done it with this one as well. What? I've just, I've, I've transferred stuff onto the hard disk and I've, and then it was still there, so I just put it in the recycle box. Yeah. And then what happened? I, I killed it. Well, that, well, you've only got one copy of it then, so when that external hard drive Ooh. breaks, you've lost it all again. Yeah, I, I, I just, I didn't want it in the recycle box. But you've got box. all your music on your uh, iPod, yes. haven't you? So yes. you've still got two copies of it. Oh, thank goodness for that. Oh, there is a god. A uh, quick review for you. Oh, yeah. A little toy for you to play with. Thank you. Um, HTC <laughs> have brought out a new phone. Who? HTC. Uh, who? HTC, the new Diamond 2 phone. Oh, that's quite nice, isn't it? Yeah, I like that Runs one. Windows Mobile 6.1 Professional. Does it? It's got it's 1018. It's a bit slow. It's a little bit slow at the yes. moment. So I've got all the usual stuff, internal GPS antenna, Bluetooth, Where's Wi-Fi, the, uh... plays back MP3, AAC, AAC+, Plus, WAV, MWMA. Well, it's a touchscreen. It is a touchscreen. Where's the uh, phone keypad? <laughs> <laughs> where'd, you, where'd you do that? Give it. So that's the end. This is the test. 
Listen, all manufacturers of mobile phones, use Steve as your dummy. Turned it off. <laughs> Turned it off. <laughs> Doesn't work. <laughs> it's got 500-hour standby. 500 hours? 500 days hours. That's very that's, good. That's 10 days, isn't it? Can't turn it on. 360 hours for GSS, GSM. It can take, do up to 7 meg download on the internet. Right. It's not a bad phone, actually. When you turn it sideways, it does yeah. the same landscape uh, way of watching movies. Mm. But it's a bit fiddly, isn't it? It is. A, wh- where is the keypad? Ah, <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Push. No. No. It's not there. No. Is it, is it hidden? Do I have to slide it? No, it's, there is no keypad. It's like your phone. Well, how do you make a phone call? Well, how do you make a phone call on your phone? I click onto an icon. Exactly. Ah. You've got to find that icon. I go, oh, blimey. Click onto an icon. If you're listening, HTC, please get Steve into your uh, development department. Oh, oh it's colour. It's colour. Of course it's colour. What's magic ball? Push magic ball. OK. Magic. Oh, right. And ask it a question. Will Peter and Katie get back together again? Am I reading Shake this? it. Shake it. All right. Will Peter and uh, Katie get back together? Shake it. And, oh, I've seen Magic Balls before, yeah. actually. And what's it and say? it says... Well, it hasn't stopped doing it yet. Well, hold it still. Hold it still. Will it then just stop in the middle? Yeah. Oh, right. It says, it is certain. Ooh. They you will go. get back together again. Yeah, there you go. I like, I like the shape of the phone. Yeah. It's nice, isn't it? Nice yeah. and compact. Nice and compact phone. Um, it's quite heavy, I think. In fact, yeah. it's four... Four ounces, 117 grams. I'm still happy with my iPhone. I just wish it wouldn't get dirty, but I'm glad I put that... Well, this is the same problem. As soon as you start, because oh, it's a they get filthy. glossy screen, you get a really... Isn't it funny? Yeah. I mean, our hands are filthy. And I use this uh, this wash stuff now in my hand. Five megapixel camera on this as well. Right. So What's the megapixel uh, on the on the iPhone? Uh, only two. It's not mm. very good, the camera. Somebody said iPhone. they were bringing out the, um, a really super camera... Nobody knows what's... Oh, well, there's loads of really good ones. The Samsung has a really good... Yeah, there's a really good one, which they say is, is equivalent to a really super phone, a super camera. No. Never, it's, oh, never, right. it's never going to be the is same. because they haven't got the space? They haven't got the space. You've got to remember, the, the way you get good photographs depends on the size of the chip that processes the photograph. Mm. So if, if you take a picture using Chris Christodoulou's camera, which are like four grand each, yeah. you're going to get stunning shots. If you get one with it, you got free on contract. You're not going to get the same, are you? Otherwise, Chris would be using his mobile phone to take pictures. Well, he might yet be. <laughs> anyway, this is uh, available from Carphone Warehouse, free on contract. Right. Lovely. Okay. Uh, Darren says, I'm really fed up with Windows, especially the unreliable Vista. I want a Mac, uh, but I need to be able to read Microsoft Office files. Can I do it with a Mac without having to run the spawn of devil Windows within the Mac? There are various ways you can do it. Uh, you can get Office for Mac if you really want the Microsoft version for Mac. I don't like it very much. Mm. And then there's Open Office, which is free. You free? Download, yeah, if you type in Open Office, we it like works free. on a Mac and a PC. We like free. Um, and that will open your uh, Office files as well. So I would use that's what I use. Yeah. Um, or you can use the Mac version, which is called Pages. Right. And that will open Office as well. Lovely. Thank you very much indeed. Andy says, like most people... We now have a DVD player, but I've still got a video player, as there are many old videos of my son growing up and other family movies. Is there a way of easily transferring these onto the computer? A bit like you can get a record player with a USB connector. The easiest way I always say to people is buy a recordable DVD player mm. and stick the tape into one, mm. the video recorder, and then push record, record it disc. and record it. That is the easiest way of doing it. My yeah. neighbour's recently done it. I've, I've got a video and DVD. You can get them where they're built in, actually, and they're not very expensive. Right. Or you can send them away and get them done that way. But the cheapest way of doing it is just to sit there. It's tediously boring, I warn you. Yes. Sit there for hours. I know. <laughs> in fact, easier to sort of put it on and go out. 
I think. Yes. Uh, Jill says, can I ask Darren whether I need spyware as well as AVG on my laptop? You need anti-spyware. Yes, <laughs> anti-spyware. You don't want spyware, you want anti-spyware <laughs> and AVG. Right. AVG looks after the viruses, spyware looks after all the malware. So, yes, you do need both. OK. Why won't my iPod games play anymore? Don't know. Reset your reset iPod. machine. There's a factory reset. Back it all up first. Yeah. Plug it into your computer. Back it all up first. Factory reset. Install the software again. Yeah. And the games hopefully will uh, play. Right. A lot of people getting uh, pop-ups on their computer and stuff like that. Uh, please help me, says Viv. I've been told that when I start my PC up, there are around 40 programs running. How do I find out what they are and delete some? Am I thick as far as PCs go? So talk slowly or mail me back. Yes, you are thick. Next question. <laughs> well, there you go. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry about that, Viv. Um, in your startup <laughs> menu, when you go into the startup slowly, menu, there's a, little, slowly. there's a little function that shows you what is going to start when you yeah. start your computer. So you go to the left-hand side. Also, when it, once it's open, type Control-Delete, and that will also give you a list of all the programs yes. that are running. If there are any on there that you don't want or are not using anymore, just uninstall them. Right. Do you, do you get that, Viv? Do you get no, that? So probably not. Probably not. Left-hand side, and you're going to... Start, and then it gives you a little start. list of start-up programs. Yes. And then you'll you probably can just... find that you've been busily downloading stuff and installing it yeah. without... Um... Okay. Uh, Roger says, I have a Dell uh, P4 PC. Can I change the hard disk and install Win? Win Windows 7, I think yeah. that means... Can you change the hard disk? Can you change that inside the, the P4 Dell? PC? Yeah, you can change the hard disk if yeah. you know what you're doing. Check with Dell which ones are compatible. Yes. Um, and Windows 7, there is a test version which you can download for free at the moment from the Microsoft website. Remember, if you're doing that, that it will at some point expire and you'll have to buy a oh. version of Windows. Oh, it expires? It, the test version will do, yeah. Right. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Okay. Um, um, by the way, don't... Download the test version on your main computer with all your valuable stuff on it as well. Right. If you've got a spare one, it's good to play around with, but don't ever put it on your main computer in your Not office in or at home. Okay, quickly, um, Christine says, my computer keeps asking to install Internet Explorer 8, but a friend said I shouldn't. Should I stick with Internet Explorer 7? Up to you, but there's nothing wrong with Internet Explorer 8. It's more secure. There's also other brands available, things like Safari and Firefox, which you can download as well for your right. PC. Okay. But there's nothing wrong with it. All right. Is there a version of AVG for the Mac, says Simone? Uh, no. There is antivirus called Clam XAV, um, which will run an antivirus on your Mac. But at the moment, I think there's one virus going around, right. which you can only install if you download illegal software onto your Mac. Exactly. Do not so install illegal software. You can download it, run it, make sure you haven't got anything, and then uninstall it again. Okay. Darren's back with us uh, next week. He's here on Tuesday as well with some ideas of where we can send you. Perhaps it'll be those uh, tunnels up at Welbeck Abbey. Just type in. Just if you don't know what we're talking about, go and uh, go and podcast uh, later on, please. It'll be lovely. Uh, Dawn says all that talk of food. Hamburgers in batter are very tasty. I've had them when I've been up in Scotland. My local fish and chip shop has just started to sell mushy pea fritters. I've only ever seen pineapple fritters or banana fritters. And the Wilkinsons at the Harlequin in Watford sell pick and mix. My nan loves their big chocolate covered raisins, and I bought for her from there. Okay. It's uh, coming up 10.30 LBC. Chat to Andrew Pearce in a moment. He's on uh, just after 11 o'clock this morning. John says, to clear up the icons on your desktop, Steve, just create a new folder, call it My Icons, and put them in there. They're still on the desktop, but the desktop's been tidied up. Well done. Thank you for that one. I like it when everybody else can help uh, other people out. Uh, one here from Simon who says, one for Darren. I have a, a VCD that was recorded on another machine that won't play on mine, nor my DVD player. 
And I discovered a programme called CD Diagnostic that will read and copy the disc, but it's rather expensive. Are there any others? I think that's a good one for next week, actually. We'll have to check that next week, because I quite like the sound of that, because lots of people will be going uh, to that one. I've got loads more of your questions, but unfortunately, I've no more time for them. Uh, 84850 steve at Um uh, Steve, I have a very generous employer and I'm able to buy a TV for £8,000. Which make should I buy? That's from an MP. No names. Uh, uh, some uh, years ago, Steve, I produced some TV dramas designed to fit the hour-long commercial TV format. The leading man wrote the scripts and the leading lady's mother provided the location and the catering. Having a wide technical background, I did the special effects, the special effects makeup, and provided the guns, as well as being the sound recorders. We had a lighting cameraman, first assistant director of the leading lady who did continuity. Then we discovered a couple of gophers at the local Amdram. The TV companies were suitably impressed until they discovered the size of the crew. The films have been on cable TV so many times, they're threadbare. Doubtless, the main companies backed off because we proved that big budgets and hundreds of hangers-on were entirely unnecessary to produce drama that the public want to see. Edward, thank you very much indeed. It's true, isn't it? It is true. That's how it works a lot of the time. Uh, Another one. I'm just trying to find things that don't have uh, questions in them for Darren, because we just we just didn't have enough time to get through to all of them. So I'm trying to filter as fast as possible. Uh, don't ask me anything. Uh, computer, I wish I could... Uh, sometimes I, I do look at your questions and I think, what if I could have a go at that one? I think, no, I don't want to give the wrong thing. A lot of people... I won't even try, actually. It's far too embarrassing. To, although I, I could do things about certain things, but there's, there's some questions... Uh, Dave says, the sound of my computer is too low. OK, you go into menu, and it's got sound and devices on the left-hand side. You click on that, and you'll see the little thing, and you can move the slider faders up and down. Then you click advanced, shut it next door, and that'll take you to the next menu, and then you just click OK. that right? Or is it not right? Well, that's what I do on mine if the sound's too low. <laughs> you just go into, it's on the left-hand side. You click start, and it's got devices... It's got sound of it. Stop it. It hasn't got... There we are. It's got uh, uh, print, no, printers and fact control... Pa- go into control panel. It'll be on control panel. See, mine's actually got the thing there. If you go to control panel, it'll be down there somewhere. OK? Steve Allen's advice, I'm afraid. Uh, Steve, do you know how many people work in a TV studio? About half. Yes, the rest of them do sit there. It is true. <clears throat> uh, now that, sorry? What do you... <laughs> Call the audience. Um, pa, 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 pa. Wait a minute. Uh, Steve, you said about Gina and the diet. She told Paul O'Grady she went to Thailand and ate nothing for a week. She told us she did the same thing. And she's had colonic irrigation. Uh, I don't know. Why does my iPod stop during play? I don't know. Turn it off, reboot it again. Just If you go onto the internet and just type in on Google, iPod turning on and off. It's, it's two, two buttons you push on it and it will do that. Uh, very quickly. Uh, another one here. I've helping to... No, I can't do any of these. Michael Bublé, first choice for Sinatra, says my Angela. Harry Connick Jr. for Sinatra, strange enough, very popular one. Um, How's the number seven serum going, says Nicole. Well, I'm looking younger by the day. Even people have noticed, they've said, you know, honestly, if you're age, you look fantastic. Provided it's very dark and you've got a paper bag over your head, you should be fine. Um, uh, Another one here. Uh... (laughs) <laughs> if you receive an email, Steve, telling you not to eat tinned pork because of swine flu, ignore it. It's just spam. OK, it's a good one. It's an old one. It's an old one, but it's good. A lot of people with no sound on their computers. I tended to find when mine um, came out uh, and the, the sound just went off, I tended to find turning it off and then turning it back on again uh, actually works. 
Can you and Darren wish my mum a happy 60th, says Tom in Kent. Unfortunately, a poor mother has no name, which is a bit of a shame. Bit of a shame, because we do like to know people's names, because otherwise it's a bit balmy, isn't it? Uh, very quick one here. Oh, no. A lot of people talk about buying computers and looking forward to... I think people think you just buy a computer and it works straight away. Mine never did. Hate to tell you, Steve, says Andrew, but Eunice Stubbs, according to Wikipedia, is 72. Do you know that? That could be entirely possible. That could be entirely possible. I was just... I was erring on the side of caution, I'm afraid. 72. Well, I suppose she has been around for quite some time. Uh, Belinda says, talk about Sky using the handset remote control. Is it possible to be watching a programme live and then return to the same programme on the menu to continue searching? Do you know that one, Gary? Was that a useful one for you? Is it possible to be watching a programme live on Sky and then return to the same programme on the menu to continue searching? It always seems we need to go back to the beginning of the list and it takes ages to scan through. So, um, not sure about that one. Many thanks. It has been frustrating, says Belinda. I do that and then somebody tells me the easy way round it. We'll see if we get an answer for you. Uh, read the super anti-spy weapons of 17 hours. It may be, says Mike, that you have the settings scanning and the entire hard disk and the backup drives, and you've got a lot of files. It should be set to smart scan, which is a default setting. My super anti-spyware normally takes five minutes. Yeah, mine takes about five minutes. Imagine 17 hours. You've been sitting there for ages. Steve, I've just got a new computer. It's free. AVG antivirus. Any good? Yes. There you go. Simple. Even I can do that one for you. And, uh, and a very quick one here. Oh, no, I've lost it. Wait a minute. Oh, it's gone again. Where did it? Oh, blimey. I don't know how that's gone have to be... Oh, right. Just click on today. Hang on, wait a minute. There. Okay. Wait a minute. Oh, that's it, yeah. I'm learning how to use the, my own computer in the studio. It's all a bit sad, isn't it, really? Uh, 83850, Steve at LBC. I should stop reading these, actually, because it's, it's just going to drive me mad. Don't forget, you've got 21 minutes to enter my Howlo competition. My special offer to you today is a Steve Allen special Samsung 32-inch LCD television. Look great in any living room with its slim, sleek black design. Latest screen technologies. Picture superb and it's HD ready, as well as that. Freeview digital built in. So you will not need a set-top box or all the untidy cables that go with it. Lowest unique bid will win. Lowest bid in pence that nobody else makes. Bids in by 11 o'clock this morning. You text Steve, followed by your bid in pence, and you send that to 88821. So Steve... Then your bid in pence and send it to treble eight two one. The bid will cost one pound fifty plus your standard network rate. Lines close at eleven o'clock this morning. Now you've got twenty minutes from now. Must be over sixteen. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. Excellent. Excellent. Good luck for that one. Richard says, your wok idea, never tried it before. Supper at my place yesterday. Chicken, lemongrass, ginger mushrooms and so on, wrapped in foil, in the wok, low, medium for three hours. Pop it on, walk away. Masterpiece. I've suddenly realised the delights of steaming things. Uh, putting everything in tin foil kind of works for me. Probably doesn't work for anybody else, but I promise you, for me, it's much, much easier. So you can have a go at the recipes. But if you want to know about Gina Yeshere's recipes, then you'll have to podcast the programme. Uh, Jenny says, I'm not a fan of Heartbeat, but one of the actors was on TV and said, although it's cheap to make because it's been uh, set up for so many years and it gets 7 million viewers, it's being cancelled. I don't understand why ITU would want to cancel it. Uh, it's not cheap to make. Unfortunately, that's, you know, the, it's, it's all set up there, but you've got to pay a crew, a huge crew on that. I would think there would probably be working on Heartbeat about 100 people. Easily. Easily. It costs a fortune to make it. But it's, it, the, when they say it's set up, 
You can't, you've, you've got to bring in actors and they've got to learn their lines, you've got to pay them. So it's, and it's not getting the audience that they, that person said it was. It's certainly not doing seven million. And uh, if it was cheap to make, then they would keep it. But it's not, it's very expensive. Any drama, anything like that costs a lot of money, even though they use outside settings. Like, you know, about Last of the Summer Wine and things like that. And so they adapt. They have some interior shots and they use a village or wherever it is for their exterior shots. That's why Emmerdale is actually quite good value, because they've built Emmerdale. You drive through this, this private park and there, nestling at the bottom, is Emmerdale. And that opening shot you see, is, it's all set. But they've built it in the same way that they, they built uh, Brookside, Brookside Close. They decided it was, it was cheaper to buy a housing estate and put all the cameras in the buildings because they were already there. So at the end of it, they then sold it and made a profit. Everybody happy. But where you've got to go and use somebody else's, you've got to pay for people's houses. It's terribly, terribly expensive. Uh, 84850, steve at I have a f- strange feeling, actually, Andrew Pierce. I hope he's going to come and have a chat. Perhaps he's got a bit worried by me asking him, how much did you pay? That's what I'm going to be... I'm going to be asking him. I'm going to be asking him. Uh, today... Lovely picture of the Earl and Countess of Wessex with their children. You don't see them milking the spotlight, do you? Like uh, Sarah Ferguson and Andy's children or anybody else. But uh, here they are. And she's the double of Auntie Anne at an early age, which is lovely. Uh, More on Maddie. Uh, Kate and Jerry McCann become directors of the public fund set up to find their missing daughter. Um, I don't know how much money. The fighting fund which once stood at more than two million, could be empty by the time of year. In January, 600,000. They reckon now 300,000. I don't think they're ever going to find her. I really don't. Even though they've put out new computer-generated images of what they think she's going to look like, I wouldn't have known what she looked like before. I really wouldn't. And that's why you've got all these balmy people who were just putting them off the scent. They were saying, oh, I think we've seen her. And the moment we saw her, she scuttled off with this family. It's a load of old rubbish. It is a load of old rubbish, I'm afraid. Terrible. Mum Joyce, big fan, says Sue, at the caravan. Hello, Joyce. I had a caravan. Very nice indeed. Do you know how much Sir Alec Guinness has earned from Star Wars? Did you know he was on a percentage? A lot of actors do this. I think Michael Crawford was on a percentage for Phantom, and so he should be. He originated the uh, the part. But uh, Guinness, Alec Guinness, continues to take 2% from the gross box office, which stands at... 2.7 billion. In other words, at, when he goes to his estate, it's passed on. It went to his wife, and uh, she died two months after he died. He died in the year 2000. And now it's their only child, actor Matthew Guinness, his sole heir. They reckon it's earned £56 million. Pound. He's earned £56 million. Pounds. £56 million. Pounds. Unbelievable, isn't it? That's what you need to do if you're an actor nowadays. You go, listen, um, I'll just take 2% of the box office. And they go, yeah, that's all right, you can have that. There's a policeman in the paper today. Grieves me to read these. This is a man who helped his wife cheat the benefit system out of 77,000 quid. Akil Egbiwo. I think that's how you pronounce his name, Egbiwo. Uh, He was a policeman, as I say, and he joined the force in 2001, and his wife continued to claim benefits for him, herself, and their young child on the pretense that nobody in the household was working. Finally, the computer linked them up. She skipped abroad, obviously with the money. And he's here going, oh, I don't know it was all going on. Nothing worse than crooks, is the bent coppers, the worst, I'm afraid. The absolute worst. So uh, when they get exposed in the papers, dreadful. Um, another one here, very quickly. Let's do some more of your uh, texts and emails, get them all in. My father 
attended Welbeck Abbey back in the 1950s when it was a military school. Now, this is the place we mentioned at the beginning of the programme. Check it out on Google. You'll be fascinated by it. Welbeck Abbey was owned by this man who didn't want to see anybody, so he built 15 miles of tunnels, and then you can find all the details on YouTube. You can't go and visit, not on YouTube, sorry, on, um, where did I find Google. And somebody's taken photographs of the Welbeck tunnels, or as much as they can take now, because it's, uh, it's private property. You can't go there. He showed me the underground ballroom and the tunnels. Sad to say, they didn't seem very impressive. The school is closed now, and my father, though, loved and helped look after the building, which he cherished. It's privately owned, and they don't allow people on there. It all looks like it's falling down. But you can see the entrance to the tunnel. It's got these huge gates on it. If you go to Google, it'd be really impressive. I'd love to go, I'd love to go and find something like that, wouldn't you? Absolutely fantastic. Katie Price and Peter Andre split up because he wanted the family to live permanently in Los Angeles, but she wanted to return for her horses. Totally different to a story in the Mail today by an ex-groom who worked for them, saying the only time she ever got on a horse is when there was a camera crew around. Apart from that, she didn't bother at all. I told you, the only thing Katie Price ever does is talk about herself. The only thing she ever does is make money for herself. I still think, unless they're going to go, because by now... If, you, if you're seriously going for a divorce, then uh, let's kickstart it for them. But I have a sneaking feeling you're going to be saying, we've decided to get back together again for the sake of the children. They'll only cry wolf once. The second time, people will ridicule them in the streets. Because you know it's a scam, and I know it's a scam. It's just kind of proving these things, isn't it? You know Yuri Geller hasn't got any more power than you or I have. But, you know, it's, it's one of those things. He says, I don't do it like this. And you have to say, well, you can't prove it, can you? It's very difficult. The power of the mind. My power of the mind is telling me we have to take a very quick break. 10 to 11 is the time. Andrew Pierce is with you after the news at 11 o'clock this morning. Great to see you. How much did you pay for them? Pay for what? This shirt? Or these glasses? They're very nice new glasses. How much did you pay? Because having told us only two weeks ago, Mm. I remember a lady phoning you up and Mm. saying, how much did you pay for this story? And you went, the Telegraph never paid for a story. Now, so how much... This one is now estimated to be 180,000. Who estimated that? Well, everybody's been estimating. Well, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. We will oh, never the discuss or confirm or deny the source of our stories in I'm the not true in the source. I journalistic the source. tradition. In true, in true journalistic, journalistic tradition. tradition, I want to know how much you paid, not the source. Not the source is actually in the in the mail today. They've actually no named idea if that's true either. No, no idea if that's true either. So, any more questions? What yes. You, what I can tell you I want you to know how much more money the Telegraph been, has raised it has, through selling extra copies the, of the, the story. The taxpayer, yeah. at the, the, the last check is £150,000 better off because all these That's MPs rushing How many more back copies to of the, the Telegraph have you sold? We haven't had our circulation figures yet, but I would what imagine... Estimate? I would imagine... Uh, we've sold a lot more papers because there is mm. huge, unprecedented interest Oh, yes, interest absolutely. In um, and would that cover the 180000 you spent I've on no the discs? No, I've never even heard that figure before I came into LBC 97.3. You must have done. Nick Ferrari's mentioned it all the week. Well, <laughs> he actually, first of all, we started at 200000 because you would have to have paid money for, you're assuming for a disc. Uh, I, th- I don't think somebody would have given it voluntarily, Andrew, would I'd they? I really know. We do not get into it. The, you what sure we're saying the is, What we're saying <laughs> is we're sticking to our guns. Yeah. We're standing by the value to the public interest. Oh, I think interest. it's great, but I'm just but is it checkbook? Je- we had the mirror in last week. Yeah, and very nice, Kevin McGuire. Kevin McGuire, very nice, very nice. He, he actually, reckoned 180 well, as well. Yeah, I was actually did a TV thing the other morning, <laughs> and he called it text 
book journalism. I think Text he meant book. check. I think he got his t- mobile phone thing. Yes, he up. actually said it, it is. It is going back. To be honest with you, I think it's probably the biggest story the Telegraph has had. I should think it's probably the biggest story in Fleet Street for thirty years. Well, I, I would think, think so because it's all sorts of people. Have Apart to hand from money the death back. of Diana, can you recall a story that's no. so focused national? But so interest? unusual for the Telegraph, which wouldn't yeah. be known for this. You know, if it was say the Sun, mm. I could understand, but not mm. the Telegraph. Mm. So that's why I say whatever. You, whatever you paid for it, and you can yeah. sit there till the cows come home and shake your. You're head making assumptions. We pay for it. What somebody gave voluntarily this You're, thing. I don't, I'm not getting into it at all, Steve. Well, you, you are because you've just said I'm making I'm, assumptions. You are making assumptions. So, so you won't be talking about this on your program at all. We'll today. be talking about. We're going to be talking oh, right. in the program. I'm talking to Nick Clegg, the Liberal Democrat leader, right. about the speaker, who's probably he's going to have to resign. Well, he's going to resign worst anyway. Speaker, he said in history. Yeah. But he, he will go. Well, the sooner the better, because he's a disgrace and an embarrassment, even before he attempted to block disclosure of MPs' expenses. Right. Do you have next week the story running again for next week? Let me tell you, tomorrow's Daily Telegraph will contain more revelations about MPs' expenses. God, I how can't many t- discs did you buy? There are 650 members of Parliament. Right. We so did. We found some very good guys. Uh, very useful people. Uh, ben, Hillary Ben, yes. Alan Johnson, yeah. in the clear. Ed Miliband oh. and Whittacombe, we called her a saint. Really? In the Telegraph yesterday. Mm. She wants, she rang me up, she said, will you tell the Pope? I don't think we're quite getting to ready to be beatified. Not no, quite. No. But she, she's an interesting example. In her second die home... before you're beatified. I know you do. In her second home, yeah. she, her washing machine lasted 17 years and she, it was let, given to her by another Tory MP. That was her mother. She didn't even have <laughs> a television. No. Well, I think not too. What about get Gerald Kaufman's television? Well, I th- I thought Did you the, know the you could arrogance. buy a television for £9,000? Oh, God, yes. I've been in Harrods and seen them for £30,000. <laughs> yes, I mean, I know. Not for us, where we've got the little hand-cranked Logie bed well, in the corner. So, d- and so, wait a minute. So, you yeah. have to answer these questions very mm. quickly, because mm. otherwise nobody else will ask you. No. Unless the audience phone up and ask. But, mm. you know, which you will. So, is this going to run all next week and the week after? Are you still all we can finding say, more Steve, material? All I can tell you, Steve, uh, there are... It is an ongoing investigation, yeah. and every day it's throwing up new information. Look at the front of the Sunday Telegraph today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've named and shamed the four MPs who did everything in their power to try to stop the p- transparency about MPs' expenses. And haven't they had a fine, fine old time? Yeah. So it's going to run for at least another week? I didn't say that either. Oh. I don't know. Is it going to go for tomorrow? No, I wouldn't say that either. I don't know. It's an ongoing investigation. You're telling me the truth you don't know. Yeah, I right. don't know. But certainly, in your Daily Telegraph tomorrow, there'll be more revelations, right. and it's going to make very uncomfortable reading for MPs. Let me say as well, Gordon Brown has written in the News of the World today that no MP who he thinks mm-hmm. has fiddled their expenses can be in the Cabinet. Hello, Miss Hazel Blears. Oh, She's yes. still in the Cabinet. Yes. Hello, Miss Jackie Smith, Home Secretary, who yeah. designated her family They're home. They're all doing it. They're all doing it. Yeah. Uh, so that, and presumably we'll be covering Peter Andre and Jordan as well. Talking about it nonstop. <laughs> we're talking Eurovision. Yes. And we're talking to Sue Carroll's coming in to review the papers. And right. Kelvin McKenzie's going to give, give me a call, the former Sun editor, about the merits of journalism and mm. newspaper journalism. People, oft, people have often said newspapers, it's all over. Well, of course, it is my newspaper, but we've proved this week it isn't. Yes. And so you're not sure how much longer it's going to run? No. It's fascinating stuff. It so depends, keep I suppose, how many more discs turn up anonymously in envelopes or something. They wouldn't know anything about have, that. Well, exactly. Well, well, obviously, that. you just get a phone call. Wouldn't know anything about that. All right. Nice shirt, Such by the way. Fibs, honestly. Off well, you nice go. shirt. Off you go. I shall leave See you some later. biscuits. Oh, do. Luckily, what ones have we got today? They're just the non-fattening. Oh, you Rich on tea. It's the food and drink. Sorry, food and drink read. Sorry, am I? Absolutely. We obviously have just started it. <laughs> 180,000. Anyway, coming up uh, as well on LBC later on today, food and drink with Bill Buckley. How apropos. 
Bill's going to be joined by the UK's youngest and top award-winning chefs, Sophie Wright, who will be telling you the easiest meals to start from scratch, plus the Guardian drinks writer Victoria Moore will join Bill in the studio to give you tips on the perfect drink for every occasion. It's vodka. There we go. End of interviews. <laughs> Just vodka. And Simon Calder, don't forget his uh, travel clinic from two this afternoon. So there's a lot to get through on uh, LBC. Just uh, finally, very quickly, Kate, I love another man. That was the uh, front of one of the, uh, the papers today, the Sunday Mirror. Bit of a non-story. News of the World, the exclusive on Jordan, the real reasons behind the split. It's not an interview with her. She was asking for 150,000, according to the uh, Mirror. And uh, what else have we got? The, uh, the people, they were running on killers and rapists, uh, have been freed onto our street. Jordan's drunken confession. I wouldn't believe a word that Jordan says when she's, uh, when she's had a few drinks. It's not going to be that exciting. And uh, the Daily Star today... Peter blamed me for stealing Jordan. This is the dreary old Rebecca Luce, whose book is still waiting. I should imagine it's going to be checked left, right and centre, because she's got a book coming out about those people she slept with. Isn't it ridiculous? John, the projectionist, says, Hope we win Eurovision 2011. Would love to see how we cope financially in 2012 with the Olympics and being the Eurovision host. Bring it on! I don't know. I don't think it's going to ever happen, is it? That's why Ireland were so grateful when they actually uh, didn't get through to the final uh, 10 people or 25 people or whatever it was. They're going, phew, thank goodness for that. They didn't want to win it last year because it's cost them a small fortune to host it. Uh, Barb says, off to Benidorm tomorrow for four days, my son, to get some sun. Only drawback, won't be listening to you till Friday. Well, you could podcast. You can podcast, please. 84850-steve-at-lbc.co.uk And, um... Am I correct in thinking a little missing child was found after several years, says Chrissy? I don't think so, unless you come up with a name. I've got no idea. But uh, thousands and thousands of children go missing every single year, and many of them never heard of ever again. You know, and they always say if a child isn't found within a, within a few weeks, there's very little hope. But I suppose for parents, you have to keep hoping. That's it. We'll do it again uh, tomorrow morning from five. So you have, enjoy the weekend today. Enjoy what's, uh, what's left of it. You get the chance for a little bit of sunshine. And, uh, unfortunately, some showers later on as well. But at least we came fifth in Eurovision. And as I said to Christo last night on his excellent programme, it's, it doesn't matter. It's not the be-all and end-all. People will now be aware of who she is. She's a very pretty girl. I didn't think her singing was up to much. But there again, as I said at the beginning of the programme, I thought the uh, Norwegian singer was even worse, I'm afraid. Absolutely dreadful. Flat as a pancake. You've got two minutes left. Two minutes left to uh, have a go for the Steve Allen special 32-inch LCD television. Got to be quick off the mark on this one, because somebody will be getting a phone call very shortly saying, it's yours, it's yours. So, good luck. The Steve Allen special Samsung 32-inch television in our How Low. That's it for this morning. Andrew Pearce will be with you after the news. 160,000, possibly more, I should imagine. Of course, he has no idea or even how long the story's going to run. <coughs> He's obviously not in the loop for this thing, because we all know it's going to run for at least about another ten days, I would think. If not longer, it depends how many more things turn up. Have yourself a very nice day. It's LBC 97.3. Andrew's with you after the news.